Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, as always, am your co-host, Kylan Savage, and with me is Mr. TJ Smith. Yo, what's up? And our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, and we have a guest this week. Woo! Well, yes, we do. Guys, we have Tyler Evans on. Tyler, Yo. thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. So I know we just did this off mic, but can we do this again? Let's tell the <laughs> listeners a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Tyler Evans. I am the creative director at Walrus Audio. Um, and that's kind of, I guess, how I was found on online by you guys uh, posting in uh, tooth and nail forums. And um, I guess you guys saw some of the things that I had posted in the background or just, you know, deep dives through my iPod. I've done that a couple times. Maybe you saw that. <laughs> uh, that got so many comments, by the way, like DMs like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this band. And we can get into that if we want, but <laughs> that's, that's what the show uh, yeah, is about. So I, yeah. Exactly. No, that's literally, yeah, that's this whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're here for it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I oversee all the, the creative direction at Walrus and um, run the social accounts, do all the photography, um, all that good stuff. That's so rad. How long have you been with them? Uh, a little over six years. Sweet. And mm-hmm. uh, where are you located? Where do you, I forgot Oklahoma to ask City. you earlier. Yeah, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Walrus does some cool stuff with artists that like listeners may have heard of, like, I don't know, Devil Wars Prada, Thrice, mm-hmm. Jimmy World, like, kind of small bands uh, literally yeah three of your favorite bands of all time <laughs> i know yeah i see what yeah. you're doing josh i see what you're doing <laughs> busted we've actually got a um i don't know if you guys are familiar we do that that songs of the shop well you just mentioned devil wars prada um we did one with taking back sunday and towards the end of the song adam has like a distorted vocal mic and he's running that through pedals and so we finally got back the first mix of the audio. <laughs> and it, it's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so we're going to send it to him and just be like, do you want us to use this? Or maybe <laughs> maybe you could send us the stems from the album. We could just overdub it right there or something. Right. But <laughs> That'd be interesting. So I think he was just having a really good time. He was moving around a lot. And it's just sure. the, the vocals are real wobbly and slightly off yeah, key it's right. it's mainly just in that part so i don't know if that video will see the light of day or not i hope it does because they're one of my favorites was well, this a recent yeah. recording uh yeah they came through i guess in the fall and they agreed to come by and do some stuff in the shop and we filmed some like adam is like he's just as much of a fan of walrus audio as we are of taking back sunday that's crazy so, that's gotta be so we weird. we started talking about that and he was he he admitted to that and he's like I was so nervous on the way here. He's like, do I play it chill or do I just nerd out? And he's like, nah, I'm going to nerd out. And so we filmed like this hilarious, goofy intro with him as him, like he's building pedals. And so I won't spoil that, but hopefully it sees the light of day. That's so good. That sounds awesome. And for listeners at home, if you're playing the CJ and drinking game, taking back Sunday was brought up. And maybe take another drink because I didn't bring it up. Because you didn't bring it up for <laughs> once. Yeah. yeah. I, I usually, br- I think I've brought up Taking Back Sunday every single episode. Somehow I find a way to tie it back. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Before sure. we get into 
the album and stuff that they were talking about. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit of your history with Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. Like uh, growing up, like what did you listen to? Who were some of your favorites, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So my parents were very, very conservative, uh, like Southern Baptist denomination. Um, I'm sure you're familiar. Mm-hmm. My story is probably very similar to like what a lot of <laughs> you've heard. Um, nothing but Christian music was really allowed in the house. Um, I mean, we grew up listening to Sandy Patty, which fun fact, my mom grew up with her. They were really close friends. Oh, wow. So anytime she would come through, we'd have backstage passes and, you know, all that good stuff. So, so we're going to have to bring you back for our Sandy Patty episode. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely know about <laughs> the, the friendship scoop. company, right? Yes. The friendship company, uh, yeah. Sandy if Patty and the friendship company. If it goes beyond the friendship company, I don't know how much of a deep dive I could get into that, but her Ooh. daughter, Anna is the same age as me. So whenever they would come to Oklahoma, they'd stay at my grandma's house and we'd see each other. And so, yeah. So our, our family has, so you're long, in the friendship there. company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that kind of music was all I knew. And, you know, while friends of mine that I'd find out later on are listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan with their dad, I'm listening to Sandy Patty and Twyla Paris and <laughs> Point of Grace, Carmen, all those all those yep. wonderful people. So I started discovering music in probably fifth grade. I had friends that, you know, had like crisscross and yeah. uh, stuff like that. I think I discovered DC Talk in fifth grade. And so that hit real hard. Um, yeah. What album? Which, what, yeah, which album? Free at last. <laughs> yes. Nice. So the one Very before cool. Jesus Freak. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So once I discovered that, I was like, "Oh, this is this is my jam." I got obsessed with that. I learned all the lyrics. We just did our Free at Last episode recently, and uh-huh. I think the whole first five minutes of it was me just reciting "Love Is a Verb." From memory. Yeah. And yeah. and talking about Sandy Patty and the Friendship Company. This is oh, just like so many yeah. weird connections. It's a Deja vu. Yeah. It really is. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I jammed on that for a good while. And then probably around seventh grade, trying to move, like it gets a little hazy. It was a long time ago. On the way back from church camp, we're on a bus going from Colorado to back to Oklahoma City. Someone hands me their CD player and it had, um, the covers album, MXPX's covers album. Nice. And never heard of them before. At that time, I had discovered Bride. You guys remember them or know who they are? They're just like, they were like yes. a Christian hair metal band. Yeah. Which, by the way, that was the first cassette tape I bought with my own money. Oh, nice. Um, nice. That's a question we always ask. So perfect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Points for you. So that was my introduction to like heavy music was Bride. And right. then someone hands me, there's, I had no idea who they were or what it was. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I don't know if I really like it as much as my hair metal, but it's <laughs> it's different. <laughs> and I later on made the connection. Once I once I got home, you know, I wasn't driving yet. So my mom took me to Mardell. Is that a nationwide chain or is that like? Yes. Okay. So I went to Mardell and they had all the listening stations. And so I checked out MXPX and I'm like, okay, I think I like this. And I start making the connection because I think at that time that was out... Teenage Politics was out, and I saw the Poconacha head, and then all these things start coming together because my church youth group, when you walk in the front door, it was it was the former sanctuary of where our church normally met, so they moved mm. into a bigger building. Youth group took over this building, so they painted the front doors and just propped them open, and there was somebody had painted an enormous 
Poconacha head on those doors. That's awesome. So <laughs> I, I start going to youth group in seventh grade and that's, I see this thing on the doors every time I walk in and I have no idea what it is, <laughs> what, what it, it is. means. Yeah. I love that they just left it. They're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was left by the, uh, the original church. They, they yeah. probably put it there. <laughs> yeah. So I start making some connections and like, there's like some punk kids that were, I was around and like, I start saying like, okay, these guys are kind of cool. And it just kind of spiraled from there. You know, I, I got the On the Covers album and my first vinyl purchase was Teenage Politics. Mardell just happened to randomly have that. And so I nice. didn't even have a record player. My dad had a record player. So the only time I could use it when it was when I got home from school before my mom got home, I'd put it on and just crank it super nice. loud. <laughs> and like what year is that? Do you remember like when you bought that record? Uh, I guess like 90... 6 95 96 that, so that's original pressing like mm-hmm. back whenever yeah. tooth and nail was still like making records before it was like trendy they're like yeah mm-hmm. people still listen to these so we make them still because it's the 90s <laughs> yeah Damn. yeah do you still have it i do oh um, man that's wow sweet. i bet that's worth a it's, good amount it's, i think it's in my living room on the on a <laughs> shelf uh i do have the life in general framed here above me here oh nice along nice. with further seems forever circus survive and get up kids got those framed hanging in here so rad yeah uh so vinyl got that i feel like i bought it there was like an in-store um point of grace performance i think that my parents went to (laughs) and i think that's when i got that vinyl i noticed it sitting on the shelf and i was like i don't really even know if i can play this on my dad's stuff but it's like the format is huge i love the way it looks so i I bought it anyway so that's kind of where it all started my first show, I think, was in seventh grade. I'd been to a DC Talk concert for my birthday. My dad took me to. Saw the Newsboys with my youth group. Yeah. But then, like, I don't really count that. I mean, it's like, you know, big arena kind of thing. Right, But, right. like, a friend of mine took me to, I want to say it was Polar. It was, like, a downtown community center in our in our city. <laughs> and it was a really small show. Polar was on Tooth & Nail, you know, years ago. Um the singer of Polar, his brother was my youth pastor. Oh, so wow. Oh, wow. Okay. There's the tooth and nail connections. That's probably right. why the Poconacha head was painted in there. Gotcha. Yep. So yeah. he also owned the Polar singer. I can't remember his name. He owned a small venue in our town as well. It was really small. It was like upstairs coffee shop kind of vibe. We saw like 90 pound wuss, goatee hook and slick shoes in one show. Dang. And it was one of the most incredible things. <laughs> it was, it was really intense, really sweaty. So yeah. this art, our, our city for a good while was really, really good for like punk rock. Like the local scene here was great. And then there was a lot of bands that came through. I probably saw squad five Oh 30 times before bombs over Broadway even came out. <laughs> Whoa. I'm so yeah. jealous of that specific experience. <laughs> Did you grow up in, in Oklahoma city? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's technically in Edmond, Oklahoma, which is just borders Oklahoma city. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Cause even like a couple, like, cause I went to, uh, middle school and high school in Northwest Arkansas. So when mm-hmm. I started going to shows, no one came there. So the closest anyone came was either Little Rock or like Oklahoma City, which was like four and a half hours away. Did you ever go to Tulsa shows? Yeah, I went to a couple shows in Tulsa. Yeah. But that was like a little bit later. Like I, I went to Kane's Ballroom 
a few yeah. times. Uh, I don't remember where I went. I used to go to Oklahoma City. I drove there. I just have very specific high school memories of being like convincing my parents that I could drive eight mm-hmm. hours in a day to go see a show. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you probably saw some shows at Diamond Ballroom if they were bigger tours. Yes. They had they had like Good Charlotte, right. MXPX. I saw Goaty right. Hook there, Slick Shoes. I mean, they, it's, they still put on shows. I've seen a ton of bands there. One of my bands played a show at a church in Edmond who's like, it was one of those gyms that has carpets uh-huh. and it doubles as a venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't tell you the name of the place for the life of me, but it was a good show. We had a lot yeah. of fun. Depending <laughs> on the year, that could be a lot of different places. There was, right. Yeah. I've described I don't know how many times. Yeah. yeah. In middle of I don't America. know how many times um, I saw Five Iron Frenzy come through at a church, you know, in a place like that. So. Yep. You get some nasty rug burn when you're skanking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you fall down. Yeah, there was actually, that brought up a memory. Um, Fire Run Frenzy with the W's. Do you guys remember the W's? Yes, oh we do. Gosh. Josh, okay, it has been Josh's like goal since we started this podcast to get us to cover the W's. I've been <laughs> trying to like, like, get in contact like, yeah, with Andrew, the singer, to be like, and like, he's been so out of the loop for so long, so I don't know, it's hard to like find him, but I've been trying to like contact him and be like you want to come on our show but yeah (laughs) that'd be tight yeah i would not be the one to talk to them that that was one of the bands i did not get into but um (laughs) you're like do you guys remember the w's yeah i wasn't into them (laughs) (laughs) i went to that show specifically for five iron frenzy i'm like ah sure the w's are here fine but i when it was at a church you know really wide stage i remember going up on the side of it and my girlfriend was there and a couple friends and i Got on my side and like walked on my side in a circle, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I had a I had a chain wallet and it scratched the crap out of their, <laughs> their stage. <laughs> I was like, oh, we should go now. That's so so funny. I'm I'm admitting that now, like over twenty years later. Yeah. That's... Was it worth it looking back? Uh, I sure yes. Yeah. Would you do well, it again? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because my girlfriend and I went outside and made out while they were playing too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, Th- those the are the best shows. for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I call that a W. I feel like Goaty Hook may have played that show too. There was a lot of Goaty Hook, Oklahoma dates. That's so rad. Yeah, sweet. Well, this seems like a good point for us to turn it over to our beautiful producer Josh to tell us a little bit about the band MXPX because, of course, we are. You know, uh, we weren't just talking. Uh, about MXPX and all these live shows for no reason. This week we're covering uh, 1995's Life in General. Uh, so Josh, you got a couple facts about the band for people that I do have some for whatever facts. reason may not be familiar with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read the facts. I'm sure Tyler knows more of this I, than I, I do. Think, but I think it actually came out in '96. Yeah, it was like fall of '96. Because I know that right. because like we, I'll let you go, but I got that tape for Christmas. That's that's how I know that nice. too. Nice. And 90, 96 was like the the year for discovering all the bands for me. So that's but great. go ahead. Very cool. Yeah. No. Feel free to jump in at any time as well. Yeah. Uh, MXPX though originally from Bremerton, Washington, which they have a song about on this record. Uh, their career was from nineteen ninety two to they're still going to this day. Mike Carrera is the lead vocalist and bass guitarist, writes all the songs. He's been in the band the whole time at the time of this recording. And then for most of the band is also Yuri Ruli playing drums and percussion. And then Tom, I don't know. Do you know how to say Tom's last name? (laughs) 
It's uh, I'm not even gonna attempt it. It's I, like I know I'd mess Weiss- up. Weiss- I think it, I think it's Wisniewski. Like Wisniewski. Yeah, Wisniewski. Yeah. Wisniewski. Tom Wisniewski, and he's the guitarist for this record. I could text him real quick. You want me to name drop real quick? I could text oh, him. Like, Yo, bro, <laughs> sure, can you man. can you send me a recording of how you say your Tom, name? We'll oh, play. We'll play it on here. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Just drop it in. That'd be so good. Name drop that drop in exactly. Uh, and at the time, so MXPX is pretty famous for like they were one of the first bands, or maybe not one of the first bands, but they were an early band that Brandon Ebel signed to Tooth and Nail, and he signed them when they were like super super young. I think they were doing like their first recording when they're like. 15 or something like that when they recorded their demo with Aaron Sprinkle and then Brandon signed them and like their parents had to sign with them because they were all like minors. But (laughs) at the time of this recording, like you were saying, Tyler, it came out in November 19th of 1996. They had all just like barely turned 20, like two months before Tom turned 20 a month, like two weeks before this record came out, Mike turned 20. And then like a couple months earlier, Yuri turned 20 as well. So like, they're all 19 writing and recording this record, which is crazy. Crazy, Yeah. Whew. Very crazy. This is their third record, and it's also their third in three years, so quite prolific for a bunch of high schoolers. Uh, they had, what, Poconacho was 1994, then Teenage Politics in 95, and then... Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Life in General in 96. This was, With an course, EP in there, too, with the covers. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to be young again and to have the energy to... And just like get off of school at like three o'clock and you're like, oh, we can just play our instruments for five hours a night <laughs> yeah. because we're kids. That's yep. the life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was produced by Steve Kravak. Kravak? I don't know how to say his name, but he also produced bands like Slick Shoes, The Dingies, 90 Pound Wuss, Less Than Jake. He even produced uh, the Supertone Strike Back record. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, this album debuted at Billboard christian on number 16 i don't have any billboard 200 numbers i don't think they i think it was uh the next album slowly going the way of the buffalo that was their first billboard 200 debut okay. and then spotify stats this is a pretty popular album to where it has uh, chick magnet is i think at the this the time of this recording i think their third most streamed song on spotify and all songs written by mike herrera it's a punk album, so it's got a lot of songs, but they're all pretty <laughs> they're short. short. I'm <laughs> so, here for it. I'm ready yeah. for it. Yeah. So that's about all my though. formal research. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that, Tyler, as we transition into more like personal, like where were you, like why this record yeah. and all that stuff. Do you do you guys listen to his podcast, Mike's podcast at all? I've listened to a couple episodes of it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty I don't fun. listen regularly. Yeah, uh, I I chime in every now and then or listen in every now and then. Uh, he made a plea, uh, it may have been like a year and a half ago to like basically stop listening, like, not stop, but like listen to the stuff they released DIY recently because they get way more, you know, the algorithms and kickback and you know right, all that right. stuff. And it's like, sure. so it's basically the message was stop listening to the tooth and nail things and listen to... <laughs> Listen to our current things, because we'll make more money. Right. <laughs> I fun fact. Um, I skip chip ma- chick magnet. I just can't do it anymore. You can't. Oh man. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Because do you think that has mostly to do with just overexposure? Yeah. Like you yeah. don't. You're not saying it's a bad song. It's just your the needle of your brain has run right. that groove so many times. Uh, yes. <laughs> I I love this album. I I love the music video, especially with Yuri with the drawn on chest hair. <laughs> uh, I just I can't 
I can't do that song anymore. It's just like the middle with Jimmy Eat World. Like I'm just I, right. like, I can't do it anymore. It's like <laughs> that's also one of my favorite bands, but like right. I skip that song when it comes on. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Bands Same. that you love that have like the big one hit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, eh, not my fave. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those things that's like it's the biggest song. It's one of the biggest songs for the band. But like as like the diehard fan, you're like, oh, that's like one of the worst ones. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's a phenomenon that happens with a lot of bands that have, you know, the cult following fans that, that mm-hmm. know their entire discography front to back. But they also did have that single on the radio that a lot of audiences uh, got exposed to. And those people love that song yeah. and think of that band as that song. Yep. But for the the hardcore fans, we're just like sick of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the middle is the perfect comparison. Yeah, for that or too. Mr. Brightside. Like that right. one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, also yeah. would be. But like, I'm glad, I'm glad that those songs exist for those people. Totally, because it that's that's the, you know, that's the gateway drug. That's how exactly. they get in. And like the Offspring is another perfect example. Like all their radio single well, singles yeah. are like, what is this? But then you go and listen <laughs> to their albums, and it's like, totally this is different. great. This is like this is fast punk, and I like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, even like if from like the band side and the commercial aspect, like I saw Stephen Christian from Amberlynn talk about one time because like a lot of people like to talk bad about the re-recording of Feel Good Drag and be like, oh, whatever, it's so lame. And he's like, whether you like it or not, like the success of that one like allowed us to do the three next records. So it's like right. if right. you like anything from those three records, you have that song to thank for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yep. like, okay, that's fair. I do like yeah. that song. That's a good song. It's the original or the new Surrender version. <laughs> oh i don't i don't know i'd have to go back and compare them. <laughs> it's not important. put you on the spot yep. yeah cool uh josh and tj what are, what is y'all's experience with this record i'm curious because I'll, I'll go ahead and say up front besides chick magnet i don't know if i really know anything from this record for some reason i kind of skipped it it's mm. so uh this episode is going to be my first like deep dive into this record which i'm really excited for but i don't I'm not familiar at all. Yeah, my experience would be pretty similar. Um, I had a circuitous path to MXPX. I was already deeply invested in bands like Reliant K and Switchfoot by the time I really understood like what MXPX was. And so I know Chick Magnet. I don't know a lot of the other tracks on, on this album. Um, I think the ever-passing moment was the first... MXPX that I like listened to properly front to back and thought like, okay, this is what this band is. So that was my entry into the band. And then I kind of like jumped around in their discography. Uh, my buddy John, who was on our Acidies Burn podcast uh, series recently, he kind of got me into MXPX and our high school band that we were in together definitely covered Chick Magnet really, really poorly. <laughs> so... That that also, for that reason specifically, that song is stuck in my head, the bass line. Oh, like, the bass, yeah. I have like dreams slash nightmares of us playing that song. And it's very, I'm very conflicted because it's like great memories, but also like I'm so, to your point, um, I'm so sick of that song. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my feeling toward the band. My brother is four years younger than me. I'm 39. So it sounds like you guys, in that little gap, there's so much that happened in music. Yeah. Mm. And so my brother, he kind of followed in my footsteps. Um, 
we quit playing basketball to pick up the guitar. Nice. And so, of course, he picks up bass because I was playing guitar. And so I remember coming home hearing Sadie Hawkins dance. Nice. And, you know, I'm like, if it's not fast, if it's not angry, if you can't skate to it, like, don't <laughs> right. play it. So I walk in his room and I hear this Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> and... It's funny, all these years later, I know Matt Hoops now because through the pedal industry world because right, he has right. his own pedal. And it's like talking to him and knowing his personality and then you think of Sadie Hawkins. It just like, it doesn't, <laughs> I don't un- I don't understand how those that's fit a together. Great, honestly, I think that's a gr- another great example of a track that like blew up that everybody yeah. thought this is the titular like track for this band. This is like it. And actually, there's so much more to that band, right? Like yeah. whether you like it or hate it, like... They're way more dynamic than just that track. Yeah. By that time when I heard that album and him listening to it in his room, I was just like, get out of here. This is not <laughs> I mean, I was starting to get into like, you know, like Suicide Machines and Less Than Jake and stuff right. that was a little bit faster and harder. And, you you're know, like, and I was buddy, just you're like, doing it wrong. Yeah. I was like, you're going the opposite. Let's go back to Sandy Patty. <laughs> <laughs> this might as well be pop yeah. punk friendship Just company take him back to the beginning and start over yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but to his credit i mean you know reliant k does have some good stuff and um i'm not putting them down and my brother <laughs> did get into other bands he introduced a few bands to me that i like like park did you guys ever get in the park there yeah if you like the post-hardcore emo stuff park was awesome nice hell yeah so there's your homework after tonight go check All it right. out yeah. All right. building sure. building a better me is a is a <laughs> i think that was the name I could be wrong, but yeah, they're really good. And Sweet. Nice. I'm going to check that out. Dude, yeah, for sure. I have just one. I, cause I just, I don't know when else I'm going to be able to bring this up, but I was just looking on Spotify and did you guys, this is an MXPX fun fact. Did you guys know <laughs> that in 2012, they did a song with Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 called The Empire? Uh, specifically on an album. Wait, was it from 2012? From 2004. Sorry, I don't know why I said 2012. Uh, from 2004, called "The Passion of the Christ," songs inspired by the movie. <laughs> this is a real and album. This is on wow. that one. Yes. Okay. That's crazy. L- 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 listen to this. Uh, listen to this uh, track list. Well, I'll, I'll give you the artists that are on it. <laughs> this was an album executive produced by Mel Gibson. It won the 2005 GMA Music Award for Special Event Album of the Year. It's got one track has Mercy Me, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and Third Day. Then you have a track by Brad Paisley. You have a track by Scott Stapp from Creed. <laughs> you have a track with Kirk Franklin. You have uh, <laughs> Lauren Hill and Mark Hoppus and MXPX all have all share an album together inspired <laughs> by passion of the christ 2000 like mid 2000s christianity was just fucking wild <laughs> it was just so weird man they're so, really trying to like span the gamut i think that song actually played when he was carrying the cross right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I did, can I, hear mark singing <laughs> yeah <laughs> mark singing it to it so i haven't listened to it yet so that's also going to be my homework after this i'm yes, going to go listen please to report that back oh, oh my gosh and i might make a fan edit and put on youtube of like those music videos that came out around that time with like clips oh, from no. the movie oh 
God. I feel like what was it called? A special event that was the category. Special event album of the yeah, year. How many they made are there? They made year, that up, man. Like Mel, Mel Gibson made that up. Just <laughs> wild. Oh, it won a Dove Award. That's <laughs> surprising. That's so wild. This, it's just Crazy. yeah, that's insanity to me. So, Josh, did we did we get your uh, spiel on on MXPX? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say I don't have very much exposure to MXPX. Like I always knew who they were, but I like never really listened to them. Um, my friend Kyle in high school did have a CD copy of Let It Happen that I borrowed for a little while. Nice and like listened to a little bit, but like never like got super into i do remember liking chick magnet and moved to bremerton but mm-hmm. i th- they're like the different versions on that one because it's mm-hmm. like a b-sides or compilation demo kind of thing yeah. so but like that's other than like their christmas stuff that's like really the most exposure i have to mxpx okay dang so did i pick the wrong album for this no thing? you I picked mean, a no, great no, album no, 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 no. That, that's Definitely so, not. so so part of this show is like I mean, it's just all Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. So every album is like varying levels of how familiar we are. And so the whole thing is like we're going to deep dive on it and go in with an open mind if we're not super familiar with it. And honestly, it's kind of more fun. We've had lots of ones where guests bring stuff that we've never heard before. But yeah, I I like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's honestly more fun for me personally when there's something that kind of pulling up a new layer of the weird wild world of Christian music from that mm-hmm. era. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a blast. So thank you. You're actually doing us a, a great kindness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll educate you young kids yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You, you're here to educate us. Teach us whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. My last MXPX fun fact. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but uh, my Carrera was featured on an episode of fixer upper. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. I, my wife was obsessed with that show for a while, and I remember, I don't remember when it was, but a couple years ago, uh, she was watching it, and I walked in, and I'm just like, is that Mike Herrera? <laughs> and he got a house made by Chip and Joanna Gaines in Waco, was, Texas. Was it, so, it was, so it wasn't called Move to Waco? Waco? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Write, rewrite yeah I don't song. know if he still lives there, but... Yeah, yeah why would... Because he's always been in, like, like the, the Northwest. Pacific Northwest area, right? Yep. But yeah, I so Waco, because of Fixer Upper man. So he'll rewrite the song, I move guess. to Waco, <laughs> move to yeah, Waco, yeah, yeah. Texas. <laughs> so I think our next thing is flopper bot predictions, right, Josh? Oh or... yeah, yeah. I think okay, I think you're right. So uh, Tyler, the the way that that our show usually goes is um, in part A, we kind of do this uh, history of the band, all that stuff, and then we predict before we all listen to the album and go track by track, which we'll do next week. Um, we predict whether we think the album is going to be a flop or a bop. So everyone has different criteria for what that means. Uh, like for, for me, for instance, I don't really listen to lyrics, don't care about lyrics. I'm a vibe guy. My biggest criteria is after listening to the album, is it something that I'm going to find myself listening to at some point in the next year? Uh, but your criteria can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious, two things I'm curious about. When was the last time you listened to this record in full? Yeah. And uh, do you think it's going to be a flop or a bop on this listen? Uh, well, I hope it it bops because I do have the logo of this band tattooed on my arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's important. I have, yeah. the, I have the Pocanacci guy on my inner arm on this side. And then over here I have 
a cassette tape with the words life in general like Hell tattooed yeah. on it. So oh, that right. was awesome. that, that was awesome. a I think it was my <laughs> birthday or anniversary gift from my wife. She she prepaid for that tattoo. That's so, so amazing. Yeah, I mean so yeah, it's a stone cold bop. Right. For sure. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's I'm a little biased on that. Um I still listen to it. Um out of all their records, it's probably the one I still most frequent. I may have listened to it in full a month or two ago. Wow. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. All right. So it's pretty fresh in your mind. I think yeah. yeah. I'm I'm think it's fair to say you're gonna bop this record. <laughs> <laughs> With, there might be a couple song, you know, the, with the accession of a couple songs. That's a good thing. There's 17 to choose from, so you've got That's plenty. A lot. <laughs> right. It's a lot. They can't all be winners. Yeah. Josh, what about you? This is going to be a flop or a bop. I'm I'm pretty excited about getting into this record. So I'm going to say a bop. I think I'm going to enjoy. I my only caveat is I wish if we're recording this in February. I wish that we were like earlier, like midsummer, because I feel like that'd be like real like peak time to be real listening to some MXPX. Yeah. So that's my only thing that like. That'd be the only thing to really like help it, but <laughs> I'm I'm really excited to get into this record. Uh, like even for anything, just like because of the history that MXPX has, like as a band with Tooth and Nail in the scene, and right. like just Mike who's playing bass for Goldfinger now and mm-hmm. everything. Um, so I'm really excited to dig into it and just learn more MXPX. So I think I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah, it is a it's a great summer Windows Down album. It's kind of weird that it came out in November. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they were recording it probably in the summertime, but then it yeah. comes out in November. Yeah, in Bremerton, where it's not windows down in right. November. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Well, I think you know there there are two things going for this record for me in terms of making it a bop. One is just the fact that it's been a while on this show since we've done just like some fast music (laughs) i'm like ready for some fast music and the context because we just got done doing jars of clay and so i'm like i'm ready for some mxpx in my life you know what i mean like i'm i'm here for it so i'm predicting a bop as well it's gonna be a bop for me the 17 songs don't scare you kylan no because they're punk songs dude i mean what's what's the longest song like like Two minutes forty five seconds. Like, yeah. <laughs> the total runtime is forty three minutes forty five seconds. Oh my god! So yeah, I'm here gonna, for that. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. TJ, what about you, buddy? In contrast, and to keep things interesting, I'm gonna say I think I'm gonna flop this record. Wow, Tyler, uh, I'm really sorry, man. You're gonna have to teach <laughs> okay. this snot nosed kid a thing or two, um, and, and prove <laughs> to me why I'm wrong. I actually hope I hope I'm wrong. I want this to be a bop. It's an aspirational bop, but I'm gonna say it's a it's a flop. You think it's gonna be a prediction? Why do you think it's gonna be a flop? Because for the same reason you are excited about this album, I get song whiplash with songs that are too short that aren't like transition tracks or intro outros or like instrumentals. If they're supposed to be like proper songs and they're like two minutes long, and then we're on to the next one. My brain hasn't had like time to settle in. My heart hasn't had a second to like feel that makes sense. what's happening in the song. I'm like, hang on, y'all. Let's take a breath. Let's take a You beat. haven't had time to live within the world of Chick Magnet. That's like, it, there's so much you have well, to process. The problem about with the Chick song. Magnet is I've lived in that world too much. That okay. one okay. I've just that's gone around and around. But all the other ones, I feel like I might have a little tune whiplash throughout this album. I don't know. Yeah. I only selectively like MXPX songs, so 
This might be, so whole I might, I might be, might be too much. Yeah, I might be in some trouble. Okay. I mean, there are like 700 songs to choose from in their catalog. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's uh, true. So when you're listening, something that I really like about this one is this was the last album that he like finger picked. Oh, cool. after that, mm. after that, he changed and started using a regular pick most of the time. So, and you can hear that difference. Like, if you go from life in general to slowly going the way of Buffalo, but like, Listen to the bass lines in this and like just think about how fast he's like walking Ugh. and like there's just some really cool Heck like yeah. walking lines in there that he and does singing. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um and he doesn't do it anymore. And he he recently told stories about that on his podcast. But like I mean, I noticed that just from like listening so much to it. Right. But I, I, I love that fact about it. It's just like when you, you can hear the difference in how he that's, like pays that's attention. some good context for me too. Yeah. So so Tyler, you you don't know this, but so I'm not a bassist, but on this podcast, it ha- I have I have slowly sort of chipped away at this uh, persona is not the right word, but I Affection. have started started to realize how much I love bass on records, like mm-hmm. good bass. Um, so that's something I will definitely call out if there is sweet, sweet bass on a record. And so knowing that gives me even more context to, yeah, mm-hmm. this is totally going to be a bop. Just thinking yeah. about him, like finger picking this whole thing. That's well, and you so know, rad. like he's the songwriter and the singer and he's like, of course, like these are my songs. I'm putting some sweet, sweet bass in there. Cause I'm playing yeah. them. Hell like yeah. Yeah. you guys Hell don't have yeah. songs without me. So the bass goes in. I am well, he's here like, for it. One of Mike's biggest influences, like descendants and all and you know they're a three-piece and their bass lines are just all over the place too so yeah. you see a lot of that come out and in, in that way and i think they finger picked a lot of their stuff too that's so rad this may be a different album but i i feel like them talking about one time how every song they recorded with a different snare <laughs> um so oh, i've never i've never really picked up on that um and i could be on the wrong album but i i feel like i remember them saying that somewhere so hmm, that's crazy. See if you see if you notice different snare sounds. All right, we'll do. We need seventeen snares for this record. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like something that a bunch Can of nineteen-year-old kids who got signed to a record label to like make some records would do. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's such a baller move. That's yeah. so punk rock. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. It's like yeah, it's either we're gonna do a different snare on every song, or we're gonna use the snare that our drummer got for christmas Mm -hmm. like when he was in band in fourth grade you know what i mean like (laughs) it's just like those are the only two options i love it yep there's no in between so i'll tell you guys uh i know we're probably coming into this one but here's a fun memory after getting this album and like just diving headfirst getting obsessed with this this band and this scene I went with some friends to see them with Stavesaker and this was like somewhere around nice. seventh, eighth grade. Nice. Small venue, probably 300, 300 capacity. I'm watching Mike sing and play and I'm mesmerized as like this little young impressionable teenager. Yeah. And I not really noticing that I'm, I'm fairly certain it was one of the guitar players for Stavesaker get on stage and he jumps off to <laughs> crowd surf and I'm looking at Mike and then just out of my peripheral vision, I see this very large dude and he just flat out takes me down. Like I was not ready for it. Took me to the ground. It was so painful. I mean, I still remember that. And I remember like 
I was wearing like I had a calculator watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I remember getting up and just like, oh my gosh, that hurts so bad. And he didn't help me. He like didn't help me up. And that's like, <laughs> that's like the rule of code of conduct. Like when right, you're in a right. mosh pit, that's you help you people up. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's man, like, manners. you're, you're one of the guys on stage playing, <laughs> you know? And he like took me down and he just got up and ran off and I stood up and I'm like, is my watch okay? <laughs> but yeah. it was a crowd that surfing was a, run. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Definitely a that. fun early memory of getting into this band that's so good that's so awesome i love that um okay so i have one more thing potentially (laughs) potentially (laughs) um so tyler usually what i like to do when we have a guest on is i like to play a game and usually the way that these games work it it, you know it it doesn't matter at all there's no (laughs) real uh outcome to these, but it's usually like five questions. And what I'll typically do is start with the band name or the album name and come up with a pun or a portmanteau and, and then create the game from there. So for instance, in the past we had a switch foot loose where it was either lyrics from a switch foot album or lyrics from the Broadway show Footloose. <laughs> um, we've had, um, slow coming days of our lives which were either uh emo lyrics or quotes from soap operas okay. uh, so it, that's generally how it goes it's usually very 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 silly i don't know if i'm going to be able to get through this this might be the most unhinged thing that i have ever done on this podcast <laughs> this is one of those things that like i <laughs> came up with this idea and Thought it was so funny. I had an asthma attack, <laughs> but I fully understand that this might be the stupidest thing we've ever done. So, Tyler, I just want to know what is your threshold for silliness before before I completely embarrass myself. I'm I'm all about stupidity. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. Then here we go. Um, this game is called MX P Sex P E A. Because, so, you know, as we all know, in the 1800s, (laughs) biologist Gregor Mendel became known as the father of modern genetics and heredity studies because of running experiments on peas. You know, like our our modern understanding of genetics is all based on these studies of pea genetics or pea sex. So this (laughs) is a game where... There, these are either quotes by MXPX frontman Mike Herrera or 19th century Austrian geneticist Gregor Mendel. <laughs> okay, hang on. Before we start this game, I got to know. Josh, did you know about this? I thought it was a different game because I was texting Kylan about it and it was supposed to be, last I heard, <laughs> MXBMX. But I oh, guess man. things have changed uh, but I since switched then. switched it up, buddy. Wild Curve card. Ball. Wild card. Classic, okay, so classic guy Here we go, guys. Question number one. Everybody's crazy in some way, and everybody's weird. And that kind of makes us all the same in a lot of ways. We are not alone. We just think we are. Is that Mike Herrera or Gregor Mendel? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and it's all up to me to answer this? It's Well, uh, well the me, three of y'all are playing. Yeah. Y'all are all okay. playing. Okay. <laughs> Whoever gets the most points wins. I mean, as 
well versed as I think I am in their catalog, <laughs> I don't recognize that. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it's P Sex Man. Okay, all right. So Tyler thinks it's Gregor Mendel. Josh and TJ, what do y'all think? Carrera, I guess. Okay. Yeah, TJ, what do you think? I'll go Mike. Okay. Uh, Tyler, unfortunately, you were wrong. Uh, That is a quote from Mike Herrera. That's the first thing that pops up if you type in Mike Herrera quotes on Google. (laughs) (laughs) What Does it say what song it's from? I think it's just from him talking. I don't think it's from a song. Okay. But there might be some lyrics later. We'll see. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's this going to be an advantage to Tyler. Question number lyrics. two. Those traits that pass into hybrid association entirely <laughs> are almost entirely unchanged. <laughs> Thus themselves representing the traits of the hybrid are termed dominating and those that become latent in the association recessive. This is from a song on Secret Weapon, right? Jeepers. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think it's Pocanacha, actually. I just don't know. Is this as a cover? A, as a 15-year-old, he wrote that. <laughs> it's on the covers record. Yeah. I'm just going to give everyone that point. Um, <laughs> this might be the stupidest thing I've done on this show. Okay, question well, three. It could have been the on the covers record. They were doing a cover of... Which wouldn't the, technically the be a Gregor Mendel quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were covering Gregor Mendel. Well, okay. Well, we're going to get a little tougher. Here's question number three. <laughs> we ain't got no place to go, so let's go to the punk rock show. <laughs> Gregor Mendel, for sure. That guy was a punk Let's die go to hard. the P-Sex show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay, a little so we got fact. Two for he, Gregor died, Mendel. he died after he went to his first Ramon show, so that's that was his last quote before he died. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? We got two for Gregor Mendel. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be him, right? I can't imagine. We're going three for Gregor Mendel. You guys are all wrong. Wow, what a shot. Solidarity, y'all. Solidarity. Let's go down together. Let's go to the punk rock show of failure. With Gregor Mendel. (laughs) Let's take Gregor Mendel to the punk rock show. Okay, guys, um, unfortunately, was Mike Carrera. He's got a song (laughs) called Punk Rock Show. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it. Got it. Yeah, Um, that does sound familiar. Yeah. Tyler, you may want to rethink that tattoo uh, after the scores of this game. Uh, Get some P-chromosomes tattooed (laughs) on your arm. (laughs) Question four. If A denotes one of the two consonant traits, for example, the dominating one, A the recessive, and the hybrid, and A the hybrid form in which both are united, then the expression gives the series for the progeny of plants, hybrids, and a pair of differing traits. Wait a minute, this is a trick question. That's Matt Teeson. That's Reliant K. <laughs> That's yeah, for sure. I have That's no doubt. Matt Teeson. Yep. Uh, Okay, so how, how many uh, how many PBRs are you in now? Are you, is, uh, too many. Is, is too many. Question. Too many. That is the right question. <laughs> okay, guys, and last question. Well, he's a chick magnet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> are we talking about chickpeas? Exactly. Oh, he's a chickpea magnet. So there I feel like go. that's a trick question. Uh, well, oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> so I think Josh won the game. Sure. Um, <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if anybody won that game, honestly. I think we Gregor all Gregor Mendel won that game because in 2023 on a Christian punk rock podcast, people are talking about him. You know what I mean? It's true. That's, go, Gregor. that's the ultimate win. We're proud of you, bud. Uh, thank you guys all for going down that literally insane <laughs> rabbit hole with me. That was hilarious. Uh, I, I I'll never look at truly, peas the same way again. I'll, I look yeah, at them as so much more punk rock. 
You'll be like, yeah. and sexy question mark. Also, maybe? also chickpea magnet is totally going to be a church gyms now shirt. It needs to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. That sounds great. Um, okay, so I think that's all we got for part A. So I think we're going to wrap this up. We're going to take a break for the listener. It'll be very short, but for us, uh, you know, it'll be a while. And we'll see you on the other side. Hey, y'all. Not to derail from the amazing episode that we're right in the middle of, but I love Collide Records. Can I just say that? I of love them. I think they're incredible. And I think that as our, you know, major sponsor, I think Josh loves them too. I'm pretty sure. Well, Josh is the whole reason they are a sponsor. Uh, yeah. Because Josh loves Collider Records. I do. It is true. Right. <laughs> and he put his money where his mouth is. And I think he was going to tell us about it. Was, I was that right, Josh? That's true. He interrupted our conversation to say, hold on, I have props. Yeah, I, do have props. So. <laughs> I do have props for my ad. You can hear that right now. Oh, hear that Foley yeah, word. Is it? Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, so I want to give you a little bit of a backstory here. In 2014, Amberlin releases their farewell and final album, Lowborn. And mm, when they wow. release it on CD, there are seven different album covers that they come out with. Oh, yeah, the variants. different variants. They're they're okay. Two are really cool. Two I like. They have like these the fingers that have like the paint on it. If you know on Spotify, like the main album covers is gray one with orange paint. So whenever this album came out, they're all on the shelf. But I'm like, I want to make sure that I have the one that is like the official one. So I get this one. <laughs> But then the years <laughs> go by, and I'm like, that orange one with like the purple paint is super sick. And I was like, <laughs> ah, like I kind of regret getting just like the standard regular version. And then last year, long before we're in talks with Collide of becoming a sponsor, I'm perusing their site, and they have Lowborn on sale on CD. So I email, and this is my first time talking with Greg, the owner, who's super great. And I email him, I'm like, hey, I'm just curious, like, what album covers do you have of Lowborn? And he is very quick to respond and get, sends me a picture of four different ones that they have in stock. And lo and behold, they have the orange one with the purple Ooh, paint that I had been it. like for years of feeling like, nice. oh, I should have got that one instead. I really regretted it. And he had it in it stock. Fate. And I bought it from him at a great price and it shipped super quickly. And now, I have both, and I'm, one, very happy to have this copy of the record, but also very happy to genuinely promote and support Collide Records, who is just super great. So I'll I'll stop right now, but... <laughs> the funny thing is, like, <laughs> as much as this, like, sounds like an ad, for listeners that, you know, that haven't been your friend, Josh, for, like, 15 years, this is something, like, you would just, you would just... I would just talk like about this. This, this is just podcast. a regular like, conversation. Guys, I have these <laughs> two sweet yeah. lowborn covers. <laughs> like you would do this even if Collide Records wasn't a sponsor. This oh, is yeah. just like this is pure unadulterated Josh. <laughs> Collide ads are basically just being friends with Josh. Yeah. It's just an opportunity for me to gush. <laughs> Which is great. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that that that's incredible. That's so cool. And that just <laughs> speaks to like how awesome greg is and how awesome collide records is that this was like an album that was ostensibly like you you didn't get at the time and then you just messaged him and he had it and sold it to you like that's just that that seems kind of rare especially in the world of like online shopping with like yeah and it wasn't a chat bot right right it was like a real <laughs> human 
that got back to you quickly, had the thing you needed. It, yeah, he wasn't just like, oh, right I away. have like these covers. Like he could have just like written them out, but he pulled them all out and took a picture of them. Like I got these. I'm like, that's so oh cool. yes, wow. that's so cool. That's the one I want. Ooh. I love that. So if our listeners want to check out Collide Records, we have a promo code. So if you go to CollideRecords.com, anything over there that tickles your fancy, put it in your cart. And as you're checking out, if you use the promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW, all one word, you'll get 20% off your purchase, which is insane. I just love it. It's so cool. Yeah. So please, everyone, go check out CollideRecords.com. Use the promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW for 20% off your first purchase. And let's get back to it. Welcome back to Church Jams Now. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed those ads. We have ads now, so you heard some ads. Ads, baby. Uh, <laughs> We're legit. We're legit now. Something like that. Guys, we have Tyler Evans back. Yo, yo. Woo. Hey. Who, who are your ad sponsors? You got like Tostino's Pizza Rolls in there or something? I, I wish. wish. Um. <laughs> Not yet. No. <laughs> Uh, TJ and I were way too excited about Tostino's Pizza Rolls being an ad. <laughs> it's all that MXPX, man. <laughs> I would totally go through a bag, a bag of those while we're sitting here talking. Yeah, oh, use yeah. our download code to get some Totinos. Yep, yep. <laughs> go to <laughs> Tostino's.com. Type in Church Jams now, see if it works. <laughs> Good luck, y'all. Yeah, okay, so, you know, for listeners, it has not been that long, depending on, on how long our ad reads were. Uh, but for us, it's been a week. So, you know, we've spent this whole week listening to MXPX, probably. Yeah, (laughs) I have slept and brushed my teeth at least three times. (laughs) That's good. That's good. (laughs) I I think I can say the same. I think. (laughs) I will say, I think I'm in a much better mental space in general than I was uh, with MXPSX last week. So uh, (laughs) I can only hope. Oh, no more Mendel references. We'll see. I gotta show you. I gotta show you guys something. <laughs> if I have it here with me, yes. Okay, since we're this is totally on topic. When when the band hit twenty five years, um, I had this made for them. Oh, oh wow! Oh, dude. So That's we so made sweet. we made two copies just in case one messed up. So of course I kept sure. the second one. Sure, you're like ah, uh, we just have to make two. <laughs> yeah, des- describe it yep. for the listeners. There, so. Okay, yeah, that's right. You guys are doing video. Uh, yeah, so we had, um, for the 25th anniversary, uh, since I'm a big fan, and mostly no one else at Walrus is anywhere remotely close as I am as a fan, but uh, Colt, our president, thought it would be fun to just, you know, artist relations, do the cool thing, and just congratulate them as well. So I went over to Oklahoma Shirt Company, because I have some buddies there. And they agreed to screen print that for me. And it's our 3D5 overdrive pedal. So, nice. um, yeah, I took a, got some video clips of it. And then I messaged the guys just said, Hey, I, I want to send you something. What's your address? And so they just willingly gave me their address. <laughs> Suckers. No, when no a pedal company asked, asks, Suckers. yeah, you don't be like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so awesome, man. So I sent it to them and Mike called us out on on his socials and i think they put some in their stories and then ap magazine i sent them a photo of it they put something about out about it as well nice and uh tom later on sent me a picture and like a little video clip and they used it on some of i don't remember what tracks but it's actually they've used it and he toured with it for they played with it for a long time and 
He's using a Kemper now. Nice. Boo. But <laughs> Traitor. Uh, yeah. Just profile it into the Kemper. So, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a little piece of history that I kind of helped create for myself, I guess. But Dude, that's so cool. That's one incredible. Of two. Yeah. yeah, very sweet. Yeah. You got bragging rights. Yeah. I'd sure. just be doing that to every band. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like if I worked there. You get to be fair, pedal. To be fair, Josh, that you're kind of doing a similar thing with the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like it's basically you, what I'm you, working towards. Yeah, we're you we're get just an interview. To... You get an interview. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, guys, we're talking about life in general and in specific. Yeah, man. Week. How how's your life in general, <laughs> Kylan? It's you know it's it's a lot. Um, so... That's a good general answer. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, before we, you know, really dive in track by track, does anyone have any, uh, general, <laughs> that's so, that's so dumb. I don't think I am in a better place. Um, anyone have any general thoughts on the album before, you know, without giving too much away? Are we excited? I'm going to double check here that comparing the vinyl liner notes to the CD. Oh, they're not in here. They're in a folder somewhere. Um, but I, I got up the vinyl. And I remembered reading that, sitting and reading it, and how they how punk in quotation marks they were by <laughs> using using X's anywhere there was like a K. So like punks was P P U N X. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks was T H A N X and they put chicks in there a couple times, so it was like C H I X. Oh my gosh. So nice. that's about as about as punk rock as you can get. Sign that. of the times. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that's, that's exactly the kind of uh detail that we really appreciate our guests looking into <laughs> yes yes no, thank I, you. I love that you <laughs> look yeah, at the liner notes <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess before we jump into the first track um the cover art is still one of my favorites of theirs it was done by coop who i remember at the time like i thought his art was familiar um i guess no effects had some stuff done by him no way and then and then um you probably saw the little red devils that he's kind of known for they've been on like skateboards and like posters and like yep. and, oh. and i remember seeing stuff at our local record store so his his style was very familiar to me but it was always like super edgy so then i remember like then thinking like man they got that really secular illustrator <laughs> to do their art and <laughs> i was just like what's what's going on here because and if you look at this guy's portfolio now, there's there's definitely some boobies on his site. So, you know, <laughs> just just which, beware. Which Red Devil, like World Industries, or uh, is it a different one? That does sound like right. Which, yeah, like the sun. There's right? like in the little water droplet. There's Spitfire, and then there's like World World Industries had like a little Red Devil guy. Um, right, that was yeah, I think Spitfire. Spitfire had yeah. Like if you if you Google right, Coop right. Red Red Devil, you'll you'll recognize it. Yeah. There's also the guy with the goatee. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I hmm. I remember seeing his art before their album art came out, and I was just like, oh, that's awesome. Because it was like a known illustrator who had done no effects and uh, other punk rock stuff too. Yeah, it's a good album cover. It, it feels real like comic booky to me. Yeah. It's just so mm-hmm. rad. Definitely. Yeah. I, I always, in all these years, I thought Screeching Weasels, Bark Like a Dog, because that was an album I liked a lot, too. I always thought their album art was done by the same guy, but now researching it, when I'm almost 40, it was definitely someone else. 
Oh, but all the all these years, I had told myself a lie that it was the same yeah. guy. Were they maybe a fan of Coop? They were like, it's possible. Uh, I mean, they they came out, you know, just Prentice. a couple, you know, a few years apart from each other. Right. right. Well, guys, let's uh, pull a Stephen Curtis Chapman and dive right in dive. to life in general. We got track number one, middle name. I love this song. <laughs> it's so good. It's a great opening it, track. It really is. You got like the guitar like like panned hard right starting out and then like you're just like hit with it. You know? For the longest time I thought the first words were in motion. But it's emotion. Emotion. Mm. Yeah. And Which going through this cuz that's yes. one word to be somebody's middle name makes sense yep. that it would be one word. Yep, it totally does. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it took me a long time. And actually going through and reading the lyrics again, there are several parts that I'm like, I don't remember that word at all. Right. Mm. You just, yeah. You're just singing it wrong. wrong for years. Yeah. Well, that's his, exactly, his delivery yeah. is so interesting. Like all across yeah. this album, definitely in this song, especially. Yeah. But. So it didn't surprise me that there were words that kind of snuck past you. Yeah. And Kylan, I think you said that you're not much of a lyric guy and I'm not either. So I never really super focused on that. I was just always listening to the guitar parts, you know, like, can I play that? Can I learn that? Yeah. And I had to, I had, I, I tried to a certain extent to do a little bit of lyrical analysis on this listen, but at a certain point, I mean, it's like 17 tracks. You're just like, you just got to give in and just like go skank in your living room. Like it does not. <laughs> it's true. Like it doesn't matter what he's saying. Yeah. Also, this is the first of many. I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. There's some sweet, sweet bass on this record. There's a lot of sweet bass on this thing. It is some of the sweetest bass we've we've ever covered. And so in in lieu of, of saying it for every song, He's got that walking bass line. Yes. Yeah, I love this little breakdown. Little instrumental. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I like how it's kind of juxtaposed because like Yuri starts going to that like super fast punk beat, but then it almost feels like kind of halftime at the same time because like right. Tom's mm-hmm. doing like just like the arpeggiated part there. So it's like a cool like it's getting faster but slower at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I like it because like it, it feels very like punk rock where it's like it's a little messy. It kind of feels out of nowhere. It's like how like traditional rock and roll, there'd be like like a guitar solo or you do you try to do some kind of like halftime bridge or something. And it just feels like they kind of like threw it in there and then just went back to the chorus like nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's in the punk ethos. right? Yeah, I know. I love it. We don't care. We don't care. This thing goes here and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of those bass lines that I think where he pulls a lot of that inference from like the descendants and all mm-hmm. and like sh- shorthanded was like that too. Um, definitely reminds me of that kind of stuff right there. It's crazy that you said that he was still using his fingers to play for this record. Cause like mm-hmm. these songs are yeah. so fast, like so fast. Yeah. to be doing that with your fingers on bass, like gosh, mm-hmm. like I'm sure it's tired. It's I'm sure it's tiring to be playing the drums that fast yeah. all the time, but also like just for playing bass, like that's a lot. Yeah, it's True. exhausting. 
Speaking of the performance, I am really curious, Tyler, maybe you can illuminate me. Do we know how much of this album was tracked live? As far as I know, it was all done in studio, like, you know, the track by track way. Um, That's crazy to me. That is crazy (laughs) to me. Because I know they tracked a lot of it and then they nixed, they scratched the whole thing. Wow. And those versions are what I remember. One of you mentioned that on Let It Happen, you liked some of those versions. Those are the Let It Happen versions. I think I think those are the those are either demos or the or the versions that they scratched. But I listened mm. to one of them and it did not sound as good as this one. So right for sure, yeah. So I mean, and they've talked about it extensively on like their podcast and stuff. That like Steve Kravak, like I mean, he just really rode Yuri. And I remember him like talking about how tired his feet were and dude, I'm sure just getting, getting it right and squeaky clean. So like if there's anything that impressed me, it was just like the, the, how tight they were as a band on this album mm-hmm. that blew me away. For sure. I like it though. Cause it does still feel a little bit like breakneck and a little messy in spots. Totally. Like there aren't these like perfect transitions. No. Yeah, but it's like um, way better than I listened to a couple songs off Teenage Politics from the year before and like the level of recording quality and like it's been mm-hmm. it was way better than that last yeah. one, which yeah. I appreciated a lot. They're like just locked in enough with still some loose punk energy. Yeah, like it's raw like you kind of get that raw loose feeling, but it like mm-hmm. sounds good too, which is nice. Right. right. Mhm. For sure. All right, guys, we got anything else about track one? Uh, I just want to say I think MXPX might be the most meta punk band because they're always singing about shows and being at shows and seeing people (laughs) at shows and playing shows and going to shows. They love shows. Oh, my God. That was going to be my question is he's going (laughs) to see them tomorrow at the show. What kind of show do you think he's going to go to, guys? I think it's like like a classical... Yeah, for sure. Probably some Stravinsky. Okay. Like Television show. concert. Okay. Definitely cool. not a punk That's rock it. show. Yeah. Not a punk no, rock I show. Thought, I thought I'd just going to see no. like like Bye Bye Birdie, you know, on <laughs> yeah, He's going to it's a, a Broadway musical. show. <laughs> yep. Definitely. I do okay, that does <laughs> change the there, whole meta narrative <laughs> of MXPX. <laughs> Imagining them being like super Broadway nerds. And but he like he's, he's afraid to like mention it. So he just has name. to like always be like the punk rock show, but I secretly mean the Broadway show. <laughs> yeah. Actually. I secretly yeah. mean Phantom of the Opera. I'm a theater nerd. <laughs> Look out. I love that. He's going as the like the two old Muppet guys that sit up in the balcony and made <laughs> fun of it. everybody. Yep. Yeah, he's the troll. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> He's both of them. <laughs> I love I love these uh complex <laughs> album narratives that we always seem to somehow craft Shoe in. in our yeah. heads. <laughs> um okay, so let's move on to track number two. My mom still cleans my room. Great punk song title, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I notated this bass intro. It's still, it's so great. Mm-hmm. And it's just lots of it energy. Well, does not sound the same with a guitar pick. Yeah, mm. hmm. that's true. When they play these songs live, does he? He just keeps his pick whenever he plays live these mm-hmm. days. Still, and he you doesn't go back to like yeah. okay. Hmm. 
That's wild. These drums are so tight, too. That's what I'm saying, I man. I'm just so it. impressed by it. them. I will say I've I've never really been a fan of like the punk beat drums where it's like snare, 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 snare. Yeah. Like I'm like, it's too much snare for me. Like early <laughs> thrice, like when they would do like uh Riley's just going to town. I'm like, bro, like chill out on the snare, man. Like <laughs> but I don't know. I think I was coming around like whenever we first got into this record, I was listening to it, I was like, there's so much like I know they're a punk band, but like it's too much punk snare beat. But like now I'm like Eh, I'm coming around. I kind of like it now. So, yeah, well, that's it, Tyler. You, you you did your job. You, you, <laughs> if you converted Josh to liking punk beats, I mean that's the podcast. We're done. We did it. <laughs> yeah, we can we can call it a day. I mean that's that's this time that fad, the fast like double bass punk is like that's what I looked for when I went to Mardell and put an album on <laughs> hit play is like nice. does it have it? Nope. Let's go yeah. next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Is this 168 BPM? No. Yeah. Okay. Too slow. Yeah. The line that says, you don't know me like you think you do. That was like, I remember being in my car singing that, like, that's like the teenage anthem, you know, for like, for me, it was like the kid always arguing with my parents about, is my music Christian enough or not? Right. You know, mm. it's like, well, you don't know me like you think you do. <laughs> Well, okay, so that that brings up uh, my my biggest note about this song is lyrically, this this falls into. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't spend enough time to really think of other examples, but there's a specific kind of song uh, that I feel like I always like lyrically really related to as a teenager, but uh, somehow as an adult find myself relating to more and understanding things that I didn't understand about it when I was a teenager. And honestly, probably were not fully understood when they were written because it was like written by a teenager essentially too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's this, there's a lot in this song, like even though it's like, it's pretty on the nose, it's like pretty simplistic lyrics. Like the idea that he's getting behind the way I feel is not always how I seem the thoughts that form inside my brain don't always seem to entertain. So when I tell my company that they think there's something wrong with me, you don't know me like you think you do that. Yeah. It, 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 it falls into this category of like very on the nose, like teenage sentiment, but I weirdly got a lot out of it as an adult (laughs) (laughs) and the like, hold on tight, enjoy the ride. Life is short. So live it wisely. I'm not always sick, but often tired. Sometimes I'm having fun or why I was like, I just loved it. I just was like, hey, this song gets me as like a 30 something year old man. Like, I don't know. I just I really genuinely loved it. (laughs) That's so funny because I wrote like this is very specifically shallow, annoying angst in a way that a white Northwestern teenage boy can be. Wow. Wow. I know. So you got the same thing out of it, basically, right? (laughs) I was in a very different headspace. Like, I guess I was feeling very judgy of, like, the place that Mike was writing from as opposed to trying to resonate with it or relate to it. I was like, I was just like, okay, man, the world is full of problems. Like, you're not the only one. Because so much of it feels very, like, introspective or, like, navel-gazy, like, specifically his problems. And look, that's coming from a person who used to be a really <laughs> annoying, navel-gazy, introspective teenage boy. So I can point my finger at him and then point all of the other ones back at me. Right. But I was just, like, having trouble. Like, I, So I'm, my point is, I'm really glad that you 
were able to resonate with those lyrics, Catelyn, because I think that speaks to the quality of the song. And it just hit me in a spot where I was at mentally, where I was just like, what is he saying? But you're helping contextualize it for me. So thank you for thank you for doing that. Yeah, I mean, just just like the last part of the song, I'm not full of all the answers. I guess that I'm an That's okay true. dancer. I just want to be left alone. It's like my whole fucking ethos, I man. will say the like, end <laughs> was great, yeah. That's true, that's true. Like, <laughs> that's that's my whole Kyla vibe. Line. I loved it. <laughs> I did like the dancing line. That was great. <laughs> it redeemed itself by the end. Yeah. Listening to it now, kind of like what you're saying, it's like, I mean, when you're 18, it's like, you totally. can complain about anything and everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I my first semester at OSU, I went to Oklahoma State University my first two years of college, hmm. and I lived with my best friend in the dorm. We were both super into punk rock, played in bands together, nice. and I dyed, I have brown hair, I dyed my hair black. So yes. not that different, but my mom came up to visit us in the dorms. Enough of a difference, like the, though. <laughs> the second week of school, and she sees me in the hallway and starts crying. Just right there oh, in the no. hallway. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like, I'm like thinking stuff like that. Like, that's what we're writing these song lyrics about, you know? Right. Yeah, Just like that's true. So much drama, but it's like so trivial. Right. Because it's all it's all relative. It's all you know. It's it's yeah, like, right. What's in yep. your world? Absolutely. Yeah, and then like lines yeah. up same like both like nineteen doing stuff like that because Mike's nineteen writing these totally. Songs and, yeah, right. it makes perfect sense. Tyler's nineteen dying his hair. So yeah, I just think it's funny yeah. that like thirty four year old me is like rolling my eyes and thirty year old Kylan is like yeah man totally. <laughs> I'm just like hell yeah dude. I love it. I wish my mom it. still cleaned my room. Yeah. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. My room has never been seen clean, man. <laughs> That's right. Sweet. Well, we got anything else about my mom still cleans my room? That's all I got for that one. Okay. I like that we have these. I like that we have these differing perspectives, TJ. Yeah. Uh, we'll see Me how too. that plays out across the entire. Oh album. yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. Track number three. Do your feet hurt? No question mark. Can I call you sweetheart? Or even live at all? If I had your number, you'd be getting a book. Mike wrote this about Yuri when he was doing all that double bass punk. He's like, bro, Yuri, do your feet hurt? Like, that's, these are fast songs, man. He was that's sympathizing. Funny. I didn't even think about the title when you, when you made that joke because I was like, Wait, he wrote about Yuri. Can I call you sweetheart or even baby doll? <laughs> like, oh. oh, that's yep. cute. They were really close. <laughs> really close bandmates. <laughs> that, that's that line, can I leave a message on your machine? That definitely dates it right there, too. Yeah, for sure. True. I, I was taking guitar lessons at the time. I took them for maybe about a year. And so I had my guitar teacher show me how to play the intro riff to this song. Oh, nice. And it's not even like it's that hard to play. It's just really really fast it's just right it's all downstrokes and it's just really fast but i was like so proud of myself that i could come home after that lesson and play it and it's like totally. my parents like play some boston like why are you playing this stuff all the time you <laughs> are you know? wasting your time with this <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like i'd show them like things and they'd be like cool like 
can you do something else with your life? Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably just heard you playing that riff like over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. There's a very good chance. <laughs> he mentions the Vespa in this song. Yes. yes. That was my favorite yeah. line. <laughs> Which I own one now. Nice. Um, nice. So I, I picture myself as a little Pocanacci guy, but I had the t-shirt with the Pocanacci guy riding a Vespa. It was one of my favorite shirts. Oh, amazing. At that time, I probably had enough of their shirts to go for like a week and a half. Like, <laughs> That's great. Like without without having to wash my clothes. Hey, here's you, my, you'd my go Monday see my tour and, and you're like, <laughs> I don't have any new shirts to buy because I already own all these. I got all the shirts. <laughs> yeah. I'm set some for the rest ones. of my life. That Vespa line, I really love it because it's like a false rhyme. The take a ride on my Vespa, I'll take you home, I'll climb up to your window and read you a poem. Oh. Yes. And like usually false <laughs> rhymes kind of bug me sometimes, but for some reason I just love that one. <laughs> I thought it was bold. You know? That's yeah, That's a bold choice. That's a good catch. It's because he's like specifically going with the poem. Like, and he's like, "I'll read you a poem because I'm so poetic because I can rhyme home, <laughs> home, with poem, poem, home." <laughs> like, that's the Watch level me. of poem that Watch he's me bringing. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but crazy. then we get into the part where it's just like the worst, like cheesiest pickup lines. True of all time. Yeah. Do your feet hurt? Did you fall from heaven? Because you've been running through my mind all day. That's yeah. just so funny. The lyricism though. goes like, down <laughs> like after the best. I, I also wrote, this is really cute doo-wop. <laughs> yes. I did like the 50s, 6, 8 there, There's a lot yes. more of that yeah. kind of like doo-wop thing. No, I'm all record. for throwbacks yeah. like that. Yeah, I dig that. I remember like that line, you believe in the one true God above. I was like, see, mom, they're still Christians. It's, it's still Christian. <laughs> there you go. There's another You're song covered. where they have... Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. But there's another song where they have something like that that I thought was just so funny. It's just like, just like sneak it in real just quick. Like threw it in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one he also asked at the end, "You won't and you won't come to my next show." Yep. Two I'm out of three songs. Uh, so far, most meta punk band. Show references, but I mean, at that point, like they're a couple years into their career, they're three albums in. Like they're always just writing. Sh- they're always just playing shows. So, I mean, that's so much of your life. So I, I don't experience. fault him because he's like, this is 90% of my life. Of totally. course, I'm going to write about shows. Yeah, they were touring like really, really heavy by this point. That's That was his whole world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's This honest. is one of the more popular songs on the record, but it's honestly not one of my favorites. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. too crazy yeah, about it. it. It's one of the few on the on the record. There's a couple that have like over a million there's such a weird disparity on this record of like sure. a couple songs that are like over a million listens on spotify mm. chick magnet obviously is like way above Seven and then million. you have some that are like two hundred and fifty thousand listens total <laughs> hmm. it's wild does, does spotify whenever songs are on like playlists or compilations do you does your play count go up if mm-hmm. if someone's listening to like that that compilation album because that, that may explain some of like the, sometimes the highs they're and linked and, and sometimes these. they're not yeah if the isrc code or whatever that acronym is is mm-hmm. correctly linked to that same track mm-hmm. that version of the track yeah. then you, then yes but i don't know how they've got theirs set up well that's that album is still owned by tooth and nail so if they have I'm sure they have that plugged on their stuff somewhere too. Well, so. I'm sure they had to, because Tooth and Nail had to sell all their back catalog to get out of their contract with EMI in 2013. So they don't own any of the masters pre 2013. So that's just Capital Christian now. 
Uh, Welcome to the Record Nerd Corner with Joe. <laughs> that this is our whole. Those show, are great man. tidbits. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love well, this. <laughs> it's funny because we just released our ACB after party, and we had these same talking points. We just talked about it. like I just I did, listened oh, yeah, to that today, Josh. That. We talked Dang about it like last week. That's my like, one. <laughs> it's my one like little thing I talk about at parties. Like you know, tooth and nail <laughs> had to sell their back catalog. <laughs> That's why it's so hard for them to repress all their popular uh, records on vinyl. They have to go to Capital Christian. You don't go kids, to a lot of parties, do you, Josh? Kids nope. these days will never understand. People don't invite me for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> like, uh, we got to invite the EMI tooth and nail guy. <laughs> but this after 2013, guys, they can fill now the they're silences. fully independent again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, guys, yeah. let's move on to track number four, unless we got wow. anything else. I want to talk more about my deep knowledge of yeah, licensing. No, 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 we're good. We're good. We'll save it for the Patreon. Okay, save it for the next party. I'll save it for the next party. Perfect. All right. Let's do track number four, Sometimes You Have to Ask Yourself. Never quite just knew how to get it through The utilitarian, sloganarian minds And it's time to stand up and redefine the lines Right now Sometimes you have to ask yourself if you're going to invite Josh to your next party. <laughs> and I'll come to your next show. Mm-hmm. This is one of my faves on the record. Mine too. I love this one. Sloganarian. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I call that out as well. <laughs> yep. That's yep. another thing. Like, I, for whatever reason, I always thought he was saying Spokenarian. Mm. Which I still doesn't make sense. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, that's probably why you misheard it because the word that he's actually because it's not a real word isn't a word, right? Yeah, that was. I love that you. though. Like I'm gonna make a word. Like that's so punk rock. Yeah, Spokenarian. It really is. Well, but you know, he's the next line is it's time to stand up and redefine the lines. So he's doing that with the English oh. language right there. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Go back so to your meta punk so band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Josh, I'm right there with you. This is one of my favorites, but I can't figure out why. I think this has the most like complicated, not, complicated is not the right word, but like multi-syllabic words in all the phrases, like yeah. compared to any other song. Yeah, the delivery is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a couple points that I wrote down of why it's so great. If you want to okay, hear, perfect. Please, please I, enlighten me. Does it have to do with tooth and nails selling their <laughs> guys? Let me tell you more about this. <laughs> Uh, it was got like really great dynamics. The song changes a lot, but I love like they have like some palm muted, softer verses, like palm muted parts in the verses, yeah. the the engaging lyrics. And I feel like it's more of like a traditional punk song of like change the world, like kind of do this stuff. Yes. Like we, there's not a lot of that on this record. So like True. I feel like it automatically feels very familiar where you're like utilitarian, you're a utilitarian right. and sloganarian. You're like, yeah, that's punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's got the, like the bed. fun chromatic walk-ups that they dun 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 like that yep. kind of pulls you out of what they were doing. I think Kylan maybe why you also like this is the bridge part at one twenty six. It goes into like a part where it's like playing and there's like an arpeggiated pick guitar and it's very similar yeah. like vibes to "Time Turn Fragile" by Motion City. Oh yeah, which Ooh, I was like, nice. ooh, I'm obviously gonna like that. It's like the second half of Time Turn Fragile. Yeah, there's not a whole bunch of this on the record. No, yeah. and I love it when they do stuff like this. And it is a it is a very like traditional kind of pop punk, I feel like, move to right. do that. Yeah, because most of the guitar, guitar is just kind of those power chords. So there's not a lot of that like arpeggiated. 
right kind of thing so yeah i do like it whenever it shows up same tyler do you like this one i do i was gonna say with the guitar there's like the transition between that like first verse area where there's just instrumental you can hear tom doing those like triplet like that it's just mm-hmm. appreciate how fast like his wrists can move yeah, in there no kidding and so after after i met the guys um Tom asked me for a Julia, which is our chorus pedal. And I, I remember texting him back, making some kind of joke. And I was like, oh, man, I'd love to hear chorus in a, with a punk rock band. And he came back and he's like, I've always used chorus. Like anytime you, <laughs> he, sa- he said, anytime you hear clean tones, I almost always chorus. have chorus on. Wow. And then what, when he said that, I immediately could like, Oh, I hear that hear now. It. Yeah, hear it. that yeah. makes total sense. So, I don't know how much, if any, he used on this album. It sounds like there's a little bit on that little part there, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, on later albums, you can absolutely hear that. And it was after he told me that it was just like a bulb went off, and I was like, "Yep, I recognize it. I'm going to send you a Julia. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. I'll cuss and print the poking at you. Yeah, I think he uses yeah. some on and middle name, if I remember correctly, mm. in that part where they slow things. Yeah, down. there might be on that the let it happen version there's some different background vocals and that is one of the things that i liked more on that version i mean the recording quality is definitely not as good but i wish they would have kept some of those background vocals on there a little bit hmm. if you ever go deep dive further into that yeah there's not a ton of like separate kind of backup vocals on the, on this record it's all no. like very straightforward like, yeah, very straightforward. And even like, like him doing harmonies or or whoever it is doing the like high harmonies in a couple different moments across the album. I loved those moments and I always wanted more of them like yes. when I was listening to this. Which makes you appreciate them when they come, but then you're True. like I could still use more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. Daddy Mike, give me more harmonies. <laughs> <laughs> On the when they re-recorded it for the I guess the 20 year anniversary of the album or something they add, they did add in, I don't remember what songs, but they did add in some background vocals on a few of the tracks. That's cool. So that, that might have what, what you're looking for. I will say lyrically, especially like this one finally was hitting home for me. Like you said, Josh, because it's that classic punk kind of like anarch, anarchist anthem kind of thing, which I really loved. There's the uh, line catchphrases are only catching cobwebs. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that one. There's that like real quick like four on the floor like bass drum beat. It almost feels a little dancey with what he's doing with the kick on oh, that yeah. like um, in one of the verses. But that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was great dynamics all over the place. It's yeah. always changing, but it's always yep. got really interesting parts. Yeah, yep. Really like this one. Well, uh, Josh, is, is this is this your favorite on the record? <sighs> I don't think it is. I think it's a very close second though. Yeah, Tyler, do you have your favorite song? On the record, you don't have to tell us right now. Oh, if we man. haven't got to it, but, but I if we forgot to, to mention it, that to yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And if not, that's that's okay. There's I mean, probably three. There's probably three that are kind of in the running for that. Okay. the The next one is is one of my favorites, the Wonder Years. Cool. Well, hey, that's as good a transition as any. Let's do the next track, go. track five, the Wonder Years. I like this one a lot too. This might be my favorite. T- 
tell me why. I like, I like, I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't, tell I just like why. the vibe. Uh, <laughs> I like in the intro, uh, I love like pop punk songs that start uh, with the drums on the ride. Because mm. it's like, because y- you could do it with just the guitar, but yeah. it always just feels like the drummer's really excited, but like doesn't want to get too big right away. But it's like, oh, wait, I could do this. This is like the quietest thing I could do and still just like show everyone I'm super excited to do this. <laughs> and so I was just here for all of it. <laughs> this to me is like just a good old fashioned windows down fast mm-hmm. punk song. Like this is the yeah. kind of like you're driving along in the summer with your arm out the window it's just it's just Yo. a really fun good song for sure oh and it's got it's got one of josh's favorite things yes the lyric line does. the lyric a lyric line that ends up being the album title title but not the <laughs> but it's name of the song not the not the name track. of the song yeah yes so if you're playing it this was CD, originally it was originally titled life in general mm, they changed oh, the really? name yep good do you know move. why i don't know why i'm glad they did i like yeah, the one of years they wanted the television yeah. reference, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. This part right here, when he says, like, in my younger years, that was, like, my favorite part to, like, sing really loud in the car. <laughs> when you were 14. But I was, like, also, like, <laughs> you're, like, 19. Yeah, you're, like, 18. Yeah. What 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 were your younger years like? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing, like, that you were talking about, Kylan, of, like, how you relate to it a little bit more now. But I'm, like, I'm at that age where I'm, like, I'm 31 now, and I'm, like, Mike's 19 singing like in my younger years I used to like how life's kind of like getting him down and like uh-huh. bro you're 19 you don't but even then I'm know like, what life is man. but but then I'm like I I felt that way when I was 19 and totally. young, like that's just how you feel like it's still valid yeah. but yeah. like I'm like at that part where I'm like you whippersnapper like yeah. you don't know nothing yet <laughs> like, Dude, it's all about right. perspective like you said Tyler it's like when that's your reality and that's what you have to write from and to like share it it's valid like you're you're it, sharing an experience yeah. that hopefully resonates with a lot of people. But from our perspective as like cranky old dudes, we're like, it still does resonate with me about? though. <laughs> like I'm like, in my younger years, I feel even more so that way when I didn't have to take trigonometry. Yeah. <laughs> when I was still pooping in diapers. <laughs> Life was yeah. So that hard. line hits way harder now. That, that hits a lot harder now with, right. with kids and going to the freaking chiropractor every other week for my neck. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 <laughs> It's a totally different like layer <laughs> that it has. Um, all right, we got anything else about it? Yeah, it's a good one. It's just real short, but it is yeah. it is one of my favorites on the album. I liked this song, but I also this was like one of many at this point that made me realize like I'm having song whiplash at this point. Like the short song thing is like not helping this album in my like perspective because i get i just i'm like okay i'm in the song i'm enjoying it like i'm doing the windows down thing i'm driving along and then it's over i'm like oh man i wanted more of that yeah well yeah we we talked about that in part a a little bit right right how that's like like it may be a little too chaotic for you because you you like to like sit in it and like you like to get into the world of the song and this is like in monsters inc whenever they're trying to find the right door and they're just like opening the door like wrong one well, through one nope. and another they just another. look in and like that's not it like yep this is that's a punk album for you and you're yep. like i guarantee let's go into that world that's a great josh analogy. did you watch monsters inc with your kids this week <laughs> no I okay wish, though. that I just felt that so specific <laughs> like, <laughs> no i just love monsters inc <laughs> that's a good visual okay. <laughs> yeah, it tracks. okay 
It yeah. No, lands. it does. It does. It's just so <laughs> specific that I just I felt like you had to have watched it recently. <laughs> Well, he you asked really if he watched movie. it with his kids. He oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just watched it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it was after he left the party where nobody really yeah. wanted to hear right. about it. Right. invited me facts. to the party. So I was like, I guess I'll watch Monsters Inc. by myself again. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, I got, got rid of the Monsters Inc. guy. <laughs> uh, Josh, you're a hoot at parties. All right, guys, let's move on to track number six Move to Bremerton. has my favorite intro i love that intro riff yeah it's great man and then like i love them switching up to like the surf beat in mm-hmm. the verses and courses like yeah this is probably my second least favorite song that they've written oh, at this point yeah okay why, is <laughs> why? That, tyler why May- mainly just because of the repetition mm-hmm. it's like it was one of the singles they pushed really hard so I, I mean, I liked it at first. I loved learning it, how to play that little palm muting riff on guitar. Mm. But now, like when it comes on, I, I skip it. But even I wrote down this little fun fact. The first time I saw them in like seventh, eighth grade, sometime in there, I remember s- so specifically Mike saying, "Don't move to Brimmertown oh. on stage." <laughs> Honestly, that's wonderful news. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I was like, whoa, like, because I, I mean, I'm like, this album had just come out. I'm loving it. I'm like idolizing these guys. And I hear him say that. And I'm like, is he already tired of playing this song? <laughs> and I just remember that so vividly that he like said that on stage. That's so funny. That's such good context because I've been to Bremerton. Like I <laughs> have spent a lot of time in Washington and it's not a great place. Like, I'm, just, I'm sorry to any of our listeners out there that are you know uh dutifully tuning in from Bremerton. We love you. <laughs> but like it's a lie, man. The song's a lie. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So I, I have a couple things I I, I want to bring Some up. Then. Punk rock propaganda. Yeah. yeah. Um like well, is the okay, very so, thing he claims to hate. <laughs> so I, I think part of this whole thing is this is a the longest song on the record. Oh. So I think that has to do with some of the repetition. It's yeah. it's only, but it's so funny because it's all about context. Because this song is only three minutes and thirty five seconds, but it's the longest. It's pretty but this song, but Wonder Years That's is one fifty one. Yeah. So right. it just, and then uh, the next song, New York Nora, is two sixteen. So it just feels extra long in in context mm-hmm. with those other two, yeah. especially yeah. And the as a funniest thing to me is like I'm, you know, because he he talks about like. He always meets a, a special girl that lives somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then he tries to get her to move to Bremerton. But my favorite part of it is... Hold on, where's the line? Oh, I think I think we're going the same yeah. place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a level-headed girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you like a level-headed girl, there's no way in hell she's going to drop out of school and run away and move to your shitty town. And quit yeah, her job. Exactly. <laughs> His premise is just so flawed, like... Well, I was thinking, I was like, either Mike's not really thinking this through, or maybe that's like his test. Like, you're a level-headed girl, but hey, why don't you quit your job? Come to Bremerton. And if she says no, then he's like, you are a level-headed girl. Reverse (laughs) psychology. That is so complicated. Is that like the... um, Okay. And then second, 
Uh, Tyler, have you have you messed around much with uh, any of the the like AI stuff and like Chat GPT or anything? Oh, no, not much. I did uh, when some of that started like trending on social media. I plugged in uh, Walrus Audio and then a lot of our other competing competing companies, mm-hmm. and I, I put like you know Keeley pedals or JHS pedals, and like I posted the output that it made oh, of each yeah, one of I our pedals. Those. That that was pretty That's funny. Fun. The JHS ones were pretty that... on, I feel like. Um, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. so I asked ChatGPT today to write a sequel to Move to Bremerton. <laughs> I said, write a song in oh, the man. style of punk band MXPX called You Move to Bremerton, Now What? <laughs> 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 and it, uh, you know, I, I could hear it being an yeah. MXPX song. Can you sing it in the style of my it career says, for us? I can't, no, but I'll read some of these lyrics. You moved to Bremerton, now what? You let, and, and much like the original <laughs> song, there is entirely too much repetition in this song, which makes it a little boring, but you left your, you moved to Bremerton, now what? You left your old life in a rut. You've got, a, you've got a new place, a new start, but it's not so easy to hit the ground running hard. Then the chorus is, you moved to Bremerton, now what? Figuring out where you, where you fit in, it's tough. You'll find your way. Just keep trying. You move to Bren- Bremerton. Now what? And it kind of goes on and on like that. Uh, I I like that basically every chorus and verse starts with you move to Bremerton. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I like the last line. It may not be easy, but you'll make it through. You move to Bremerton and you'll find, find your, your groove. groove. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nice. Move to Bremerton now. What? Just take a breath and give it your best shot. It might not yeah. be easy, but you'll make it through. There you go. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that great. It. Yeah, that was it. Kylan's uh, gonna take that and make so a song with it again. Would the yep. would the sequel to that this song would it be like a faster skate punk song? Like, or would they would they keep it kind of chill? I, don't I guess know. it depends I mean, on what point in their life they're writing this. If they're like in their forties. You know, now what? It might like, be a little slower because they're like they're just feeling the. I don't know. It might be some of this like doo wop stuff that they got going on. Yeah, kind of uh, lean into it a little bit more. But yeah. the funniest thing to me about this AI created song is basically if you if you compare it with the original, where he's like, "Hey, you should move to Bremerton. Like, it's gonna be so rad. Like, drop out of school. Like, you got a place to stay." And then the conceit of of this sequel, because obviously the. AI program doesn't have any of the context. It says, you left behind all your friends. It's like you're starting over again. You don't know anyone in this town, but you'll find your people. They'll come around. And so it's just like Mike got someone to move to Bremerton, and then he pieced out to Waco to be on Fixer Upper. He's like, good luck, man. You'll find your people. You'll be fine. I got to go. I'm so glad you moved here. I got to go on tour for the next eight months. Yeah. But then I'll be back. Like, yeah. You'll know, find your people. <laughs> Enjoy the rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously. Guys, all right. I got to come clean. This may be a little basic, but this is one of my favorites on the record. Okay. I really, I really like this song. <laughs> oh, now what? Good. <laughs> I know Tyler didn't like Chick Magnet and it doesn't like move to Bremerton. I'm like, dang it. Yeah, I like these songs, man. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it, but it's it's not because they're just like terrible songs. Again, it's just like I've been listening to them since, you know. Overexposure. Yeah. Whatever. 1996. The, the intro riff, one of you called that out. It is a cool riff, but he revisits it somewhere in the middle of the song. And, but it's like, 
a little spicier. Like there's a little bit more that he's doing with those palm mm. mutes that that I, I picked up on that I thought was worth calling out. Nice. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's got good dynamics. This is definitely like the most like traditional song structure I feel like we've had. Like you get the over repeated chorus like lines, but I mean it's also very memorable in that way because so much of the song he's just kind of been like they just been burning the road up on you with their songs. So it's like kinda nice to be like, yeah, let's get into a groove more kind of thing. I also Mm -hmm. really like the lyric, I'll redraw the maps all one by one so they all lead to Brimmer Ton. (laughs) (laughs) Again, he's like he's like affecting words and syllables in ways that like shouldn't work, but they do. And I I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think you could kind of say the same thing, like when he says, pack your bags, hit your ride, it's a good place to reside. Yeah, I'm wondering exactly. which which word did he have first <laughs> right. that, that he wanted to rhyme with? Like, did he's like, <laughs> can I rhyme with reside or do I have ride first? Right. That's because like, who who uses the word reside? Reside, right. You know? yep. People in Bremerton, yeah, the same, the same man that, that uses sloganarian. <laughs> That's good. Right. Tyler, do you know if Mike had to walk back his don't move to Bremerton statements uh, in order to receive the key to the city of Bremerton in 2006? (laughs) (laughs) Because they were awarded the key to the city by the mayor in 2006. Yes. This is such a Josh gotcha journalism moment. That is incredible. (laughs) No, I'm just curious. We know for a fact in Oklahoma City in 1997, (laughs) you said this. Yeah. There, there was probably an attack ad that somebody ran later. <laughs> you think you know. Mike doesn't Mike want you to move to Bremerton. You don't. It freezes his face and then fades <laughs> to black slowly. Right, air turns negative. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but you so don't good. know. Oh, man, I got to make that ad it. now. That's, that's, <laughs> this is what happens. We always come up with stupid shit on the show, and then I am just like, I have the compulsion to like make it reality. <laughs> so we're going to make a, a Mike Herrera key attack to the city ad. attack. Ad. Um, all right, guys, we got anything else? We're, we're not even close to halfway done with this record. We haven't no. gotten to New York or to nowhere. Yeah. Man. Oh. All right, let's move on to track number seven, New York to nowhere. Those drum chops, though. Come on. Mm. That and that sweet, sweet bass. So fast. Yes. <laughs> Tyler, do you know how Mike writes his songs? Does he just like write on an acoustic guitar or something like that? Or does he like write on the bass? I think a lot of it is on his acoustic. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I know if he's like so on the, writing on his on bass. The, he's less I'm playful. sure he probably has done some. <laughs> I mean, he that's how Chick Magnet kind of came to be, I think. Right. Because you know? it's all sense. built on that riff. Yeah. On the vinyl insert, the lyrics, it's only seven lines. Because, <laughs> like, you know, he's repeating it somewhat. Right. It's just seven seven lines to this song. It's just in and out, done. Mm-hmm. So how do you think he wrote that, Josh? <laughs> he was on the road, and he's like, I'm so bored on the road. Let's just write this song. I got to get this out. <laughs> I feel like he had a really bad show. <laughs> and this was sure. his reaction to it. I'm sure. Yeah. Like you could tell they already had stuff they were going through. 
from being on the right. road right. that long, even at that young of an age. This has the most like Tom DeLong. We talked about like yes. Cody doing that in As Cities Burn. Yes. But this is he's doing some full Tom DeLong here. Yep. That's funny because I have a Mark Hoppus note later <laughs> in the album. So TJ, do you have a Travis Barker note? Uh, all through the album okay the whole album no this is better than travis barker travis barker is too flashy uh this is just solid you know this is like mean potatoes punk drumming yeah that's true like there's not like a ton of like like crazy drum fills you know what i mean like like there's a couple but they're like pretty standard like i said it's very like meat and potatoes punk drumming and i love it because the focus no effects drumming Right. Yeah, it's less like, hey, That's look true. at me, I'm the drummer, and more like, okay, I'm just going to play as fast as I can, but I'm going to get every <laughs> note right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's true. Hella consistent. Another line that I have gotten wrong all these years. Oh, yes. Um, I always thought, so he says, um, the 16-hour drive just played in some dive. For some reason, I always heard that as just plain end of time just plain end of time <laughs> that's a lot darker. I, yeah yeah i don't that's got layers man oh you're like is this a lost I never track thought that about they it. never released yeah. <laughs> the end of time but yeah that was definitely another one i was like oh that's what that is <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot more sense yeah that's great <laughs> and this has it's a another really great finger picking outro moment Mm-hmm. Some really really solid stuff there. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I don't have much else on on this it's a fast Just song. Straight yeah. up, some the song doesn't have much else. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I only had seven lines. We've already talked about it probably longer than it took Mike to write it. So <laughs> yeah. uh, let's move on to track number eight, Andrea. I like this one a lot too. I feel exhausted listening to Yuri play these drums, dude. This is one I loved, like sitting in my bedroom playing on guitar. Like <laughs> I remember, like standing, you know, in front of my bed playing it, like pretending I was, you know, on stage. Um, nice. the, like I love the palm. There's like some palm meeting parts in here I mm. like a lot. Just they're like so crisp. That's pretty much all I had for this one. But yeah, it's just then- another really good, good fast song. Yeah, they, 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 so this is the one that that I mentioned earlier that has the line. Yes. says, don't know how I lived without your beautiful face like God's amazing grace. And the narrative in my mind is like this song was already written. And then like Mike's aunt like came to a show. <laughs> his like super religious aunt. And they had to like panic last second to like prove that they're a Christian band so they just had to throw something in there and they're like your face like uh like God's amazing grace grace. and just like (laughs) and just ran with it like it just felt so like shoved in there for no reason and then after the show great aunt Betty was like that's my favorite song yeah right exactly (laughs) like Like, and then he had to put it like that on the album because she's gonna listen to Andrea all the time if I don't put it on there you've painted yourself into a corner Mike (laughs) yeah Uh, but that's all I had for that. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, like, I mentioned that too, yeah, though. there's just like 
just a few of those moments where it's like, oh shit, we're a Christian band. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> feels those like words a... exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, he talks about going out for coffee in what must have been the smallest town in Kentucky with Andrea. Is this the girl that he wrote Move to Bremerton about? Like, you live in Kentucky, but move to Bremerton, you know? Um, yep. Probably. Know, could be. And that's what the Broadway show is going to be about. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like, okay, guys, we can do this. Okay. On our Emory episode, the question, we talked about starting a production company to help Emory produce a Broadway show based on the question. So then I think our next venture has to be the MXPX Broadway show. We, we've already established that Mike is a huge theater nerd. We can do it in the style of Cats. Uh, and we'll do the story of him trying to convince Andrea to move to Bremerton. This is great. I'm here for all of it. Perfect. Um, yeah, there's nothing else about the song, so let's move on to track nine. <laughs> Your problem, my emergency. Josh, to your point earlier about being exhausted listening to Yuri, I am just constantly tired listening to this album in general, <laughs> but especially in regard to the drums. I'm just like, like, like Just imagine yourself having to play this. I would <laughs> die. I would literally yeah. die. Like I would spontaneously um, combust on the drum set mm-hmm. at a certain point. Probably right here because this is like just a little over. Like Tyler, how, how long are their sets when they're headlining? Like, like how long are they playing for? Well, An hour? I mean, Longer? now, now they're only doing like the one-off like weekend things. Sure. Well, like back and, in the heyday when you were seeing them. Yeah, I mean, probably an hour. Jeez. You know, <sighs> I'm worn out tired. just thinking about that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> but we're also That's... not 19. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's true. 19 year old TJ could probably could could hang. Maybe. With, with these drums. I would be amazed at 19-year-old <laughs> TJ. It's possible. So the uh, the the really fast, like Tom does this a lot on this album, like that triplet palm muting that he's doing mm-hmm. on here a lot. Um, so I put a note on that because I remember I felt like I could relate to Tom because it he's clearly not a shredder, you know, mm-hmm. by any means. Right, and, right. Or he didn't like aspire to be one. Right, right, and I I always related to that because I'm I'm a very mediocre guitar player. I love playing, but like I cut my teeth by learning just punk rock stuff, and so I feel like I related to him because I got really good at just like playing really fast, fast palm muting, and doing power chords and just cool rhythmic stuff, and I was right. okay with that. Like I I could never do the Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff, and I was like nor do I really care about that. Right. So I, I appreciated like his playing style and how like, and even like albums that came along after this, there's solos in there and they're like really good rock and roll solos. He didn't play any of those. Like you can always read in the line, you can read in the liner (laughs) notes. I mean, there, there may be a couple that he did, but there's a lot in the liner notes that show like guest guitar by this guy or this guy or this guy. Interesting. And I, I, and it, I always, I felt kind of validated. <laughs> so then did he those. play those lines live? Like, how do they handle that? Well, 
they it was probably when did i see them at warp tour uh like 2003 2002 mm-hmm. on warp tour they had started touring with a second guitar player oh gotcha and oh, okay. so most of the time those guys would they play outsource those riffs. their shredding <laughs> yeah <laughs> smart good yeah. move yeah but i mean there there is some i've seen tom play but it's not like he just can't do it but there is some like fast stuff that you would hear on like a bad religion record or something like that that's like mm, right. he 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 didn't do that right well but, and i feel like even if you're not a shredder if you're playing like regular rock stuff you can get away with like throwing in some lead parts or doing like kind of some simpler solos but when you're playing like this fast all the time like you got to really have your chops if you're going to like yeah. go out there and try to do a solo so i'm like yeah. i get it like i yeah. i can't i wouldn't be able to do that so totally yeah no it's easier to solo at like 130 bpm as opposed yes. to like 180 <laughs> bpm oh yeah you know like those are night and day man and that's just like not the vibe you know no. it's just like yeah, yeah and nothing I, deflates a show or a set more than like a biffed guitar like lead line like well and true. especially that if can, you're only just a three-piece like and yeah. it's just like the drums and bass are playing and if you mess up you're like oh this yeah. Yeah. the only it's thing only worse high. and i will say is a biffed uh breakdown like metal breakdown on the drum <laughs> which i will say speaking from experience <laughs> playing in del sur with josh of just like and especially because we had a guy that would shred he would do a, an insane guitar solo caleb rains would do this insane guitar solo and then we would have to like do this breakdown where we're all just doing like dung dunga dung and i could never get it right and it was awful every time so yeah i i can i can relate yeah just 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 play the notes man just stay uh, your lady, no? or outsource it hire some yeah, really good talent yeah. <laughs> uh sweet all right guys let's move on to track number 10 chick magnet Tyler's favorite song on the record. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun to learn this on bass guitar. I mean, like totally. every kid in high, and like that was a youth group kid, you know, had to learn this at some point. I don't like. I knew so many people that didn't really care about this band that like could play this on guitar. Yeah, that was basically me, Tyler. You're you're describing me in high school. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like I was saying, I like hardly, hardly, hardly listened to MXPX, but like when I listened to the song, I was like. I think I did learn this baseline in high school. Like, it's just yeah. what you did. Well, it was this or whatever that uh, the big Green Day song was. I was going to say, is this the Christian Longview? Longview, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you either learn this on bass or Longview. This is like, mm-hmm. if you're the Christian, like, if you like this, then that. If you like Longview, then like Chick Magnet. Like Chick right. Magnet. Yeah. Have you guys seen the music video for this song? I have not. Oh, a long, it's, long time ago. It man, it'll make you appreciate the song a lot more. They, it's in a diner, and so Mike is basically talking this song to, to like the people, and Yuri comes in dressed like a like a swinger, and he's got like <laughs> chest hair drawn on with sharpie. It's it's really funny. 
And oh, I, I appreciate the, the video a lot. It's it's great. That's awesome. Speaking of Green Day, like what Billy Joel does on a lot of songs, uh, Mike has brought people on stage a lot to play this on bass, which I think is pretty nice. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I just like this song, especially where it's at in the record, because I could finally breathe. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like a slow, doo-woppy pop song with like you know, heavily featured bass. It's just like groovy and mid tempo. Mm-hmm. I can like bop my head to it without having heart palpitations. <laughs> Clearly I'm listening to this in my thirties. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're such an old man. You're so not punk rock TJ. I'm not. No, <laughs> I had no that the exact note TJ. That's a great place in the record for it. So yeah. I'm with you. This little scatting part, yes. even as a teenager, even as a teenager, I thought it was like, this is really silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did it too. Really and fun. it was simultaneously <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he knew it. I mean, he, know, oh, yeah. he knew it was like cheesy and they leaned into it. They don't care. Yeah. It's very self-aware scatting. I think it works. Yeah. I think it's it's fine. And they yeah, even, he, you know, they even make more of a production of it live. They'll have... Oh, I bet. They spend way longer on that part and they'll like break it down, have the crowd sing back and echo and nice. <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear an entire crowd sing Can a whole crowd do exactly. that simultaneously? Like all together? Time. Oh. Then they harmonize. I've been there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. The only thing that would have made it better is if they got uh Kevin Max from DC Talk to join to in. A, Kevin Scats. A, Kevin Scats. <laughs> Kevin Scats. Surely he's been at one MXPX show to do that. Probably. In the history of all For sure. Christian rock For shows. Sure. All right, guys. Let's move on to track number 11. We There's, this, there's so much album to talk about. Uh, I, I'll be completely honest. Like The last like six songs, I'm just like, yeah, this was good. <laughs> on my notes so uh so i i might i might uh defer to to some other people and just try to keep us moving along here we go track number 11 today is in my way This is my favorite intro. Yes. I yeah, love great the guitar riff. Intro I wish they had more riffs. Yep. It's the Agreed. the riff the riff and the vocal melody is what saves this one. Mm-hmm. Because it's the it's the super, super cliche It's like it's that one five six. I mean Yeah, I hear that now like for like if a new song comes out with that, I'm just like skip. I just I can't I can't do it unless it has something really unique to it. So yep. that being said, I still really like the song because I think the vocal melody is is really cool. Yep. This this I, I put this is another windows down when yeah. the sun's out song for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. It's got the vibe. That's the only notes I had for that one. Nice. No, I really like this one too. It's got a lot of good dynamic changes. It's got a nice instrumental break. So like, yeah, you get like the guitar riff, you get some like instrumental time to like breathe a little bit. That's what I'm for, you know? Mm-hmm. I like going fast, but I also like going slow, you know? Mm. But you get yeah. both. You get the best <laughs> yeah, of both here. Yeah. Josh Olson, he likes to go fast and he likes to go slow. 
<laughs> Sorry, that got wow. That got weirder <laughs> than I anticipated. Uh, <laughs> Guys, let's move on to track 12. Sorry, so sorry. Sorry, yeah, so no, sorry this is for very that, Kyla. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to sexualize you in that way, Josh. I, I'm sorry, so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> This is another one where you could um, give props to Yuri's foot. Yes, for how fast he's going on that on that kick. It's unreal, man. I thought, okay, was this song mixed different than the other songs on the record? Or I don't know if it's because on my last listen, I I kind of took a break before listening to this song. But it the the mix on this felt really thin. Like his voice felt like very 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 forward in the mix. Hmm. And the guitar doesn't really like feel like it sits right. Pokes to out, me. yeah. Hmm. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe your internet was buffering differently. That that's very possible. <laughs> that's very possible. <laughs> Not all of us get to listen to this on vinyl, Tyler. <laughs> Original pressing. Yeah, Got that too. I did not listen to this on vinyl when going back through it. I just had I just had those liner notes handy. If you do want a really different version. The Let It Happen version is very different than this as far as like recording and mixing. Hmm. There was there was a lot of background vocals on it. And I'm I'm actually glad they took them out because it made it really, really busy. Hmm. It was just it was too much. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they're like they're the they were echoing his lines that he's saying. And I was just like too clunky. Take it out. Too much. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was too busy. Because I do like the harmonies on this one. Like they're Mm -hmm. nice. Yes. So I guess like the harmonies that, are they great. Found, they dialed it in. They found exactly how much mm-hmm. BGVs to have. Yeah. Like when he says like I gave or I thought about it a while. There's someone else in the background that's like thought about it. I thought about it a while, and it's like <laughs> it's just it's Didn't really it. busy. <laughs> Get it out yeah. of there yeah. too much. <laughs> yep. My only note is I like the message of this song. Yes, I wrote the same thing because it it feels like he's still doing the sort of like navel gazy teen angst like complainy stuff but then by the end of the song he really redeems it and turns it around and right. talks about like well i'm sorry like i i'm actually kind of like owning it and apologizing i really like that yeah there's an arc who do you guys think are the annoying four he says the annoying Good things question. i don't mind so much anymore i've learned to tolerate the annoying four the beatles <laughs> <laughs> This, this is Act Two. Screw it. It's not this the Fab the Four. four. <laughs> it's the annoying four. This is so Act Two rock. of uh, my career's so punk rock. Uh, stage show. This is a uh, just. It's all about his hate of the Beatles, uh, and that that's that, really that funny. drives a wedge between him and Andrea because she loves the Beatles, and so oh, no. there's some real descent in the ranks. That's so yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, is that actually spelled F O U R like intentionally? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, man. <laughs> But yeah, Josh, you know what? The the next line kind of supports your thing. He says, I won't let the sun go down. Mm. Here comes the sun. You know, here comes the sun. Yeah. <laughs> She's Ooh. so heavy, man. Whoa. She's <laughs> blowing my mind. So Mike Carrera hates the Beatles. You heard it and here loves first, Broadway. <laughs> oh, and he was right. given the key We're... to the city, but he hates <laughs> Bremerton. 
guys, did you know that that Tooth and Nail Records had to sell their catalog to EMI? <laughs> no, tell me more about that, please. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's move on to track thirteen, real quick. Josh, does this album have the most tracks of any album we've covered? I think it's tied with Free at Last. Yeah. But of course that has like skit tracks Free at last. that like yeah, are like right. super like ten seconds a minute or whatever. So this is the most of like real full proper songs. songs. What's the yes. run the runtime on Free at Last is pretty long though, wasn't it? It is I mean those yeah, songs are like hour. four and a half minutes yeah, long. They're super long. Yeah, There's yeah, no three or two minute songs on the record. <laughs> yeah, seventeen <laughs> songs, but it's fifty four minutes mm. and nine seconds. So it's like eleven minutes longer than this. Yeah. Even the same amount of tracks. Wild. All right, guys, track number 13, Doing Time. I remember times I had, some were happy, some were sad. Memories me and my partners in crime, throwing up a thousand times. I got through and I feel fine, I went to school and did my time. In a sense, I'm out in a sense, I'm free to do what I want to be. Kylan, do you feel like you're doing time? How long it's taking us to get through this record? You know what? This weirdly is one of my favorite songs on the record. All me right. too. It's definitely one of mine. I think it hit at the right spot. I, I was I was hitting some punk fatigue, man. Uh, but something yeah. about this song just like lifted me up. Brought you like, back. I'm huh? here for it. Yeah. Well, it's very happy. It's all these like kind of major yeah. progressions. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely one of my favorites as well. Just like the lighthearted lyrics, just like yeah, playing with his friends, being in a park, all that stuff. The music video that goes with it was also like. I looked at that and I was like, God, I want to do that so bad. Cause they're just, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's, it's just the three guys in their practice space in their garage where they grew up. And so it's just like, it's a small space amps all around them and like, you know, garage tools and stuff. And I couldn't wait to get with my buddies and just do that. Yeah. And it's just like, hang out. it was like, so it was just so DIY yeah. and just, Everything about it was just like, it feels nostalgic, but it's also like, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I love this song. That is the dream. I love that they kind of like leaned into that. Kind of miss that. Yeah. There's definitely like a nostalgia factor at this point, like listening to it. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember doing like stupid shit with my friends and starting a punk band, just Mm -hmm. hanging out in the garage, Mm -hmm. playing guitar. Oh yeah. Like not good, but just having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like so much nostalgia that I was like, why wasn't this on like any of the Tony Hawk pro skaters? Like, I oh, feel like yeah. it should have been yeah, like, this is like yeah. prime for that. I felt totally. Yeah. That's a, it's a great skate song, yeah. even though it is really short <laughs> to just keep replaying it just over and it over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I barely even got down the block and this song is over. <laughs> We're, doing time. We're doing time. We're doing time. You got time for, for one kick flip. <laughs> All right. We got anything yeah. else about this? Short and no, sweet. Big fan. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, track number 14 is Correct Me If I'm Wrong. No, you're right. Thanks. <laughs> that bass is just so good. Yep. So yeah. good. This might be my favorite one on the album. Really? Yeah, because oh, I think it's got some unique composition. There's stops, changes, like some good lead. The lyrics I think are decent. It's just all around, kind of like a good a good punk song for TJ who's 
not a punk. So I don't know what, yeah. what I'm saying, actually. <laughs> but I liked, punk, it. I liked it. I liked even a former punk. Yeah. Yeah. This was a fun sing along for me. It was like easy to remember the words. Right. I like singing along with it. It actually has a guitar solo in it coming up. So Tom oh, did yeah. do a little. He did do a little something something. Yeah, go Tom. Yeah. <laughs> get it. They're like they're gonna make him wait till track fourteen, 14. to hear Tom. <laughs> 14. Really get after. You earned it. it. <laughs> yep. Only for the diehards here. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like his uh his vocal performance on this too. It's mm-hmm. it it's especially towards the end here. It gets like a little kind of grittier. Yeah. Than he does really on the rest of the record. Yep. It's not like he he you know he doesn't like scream or anything, but there are a couple vocal lines where like yeah. you can tell he's like really There's digging some rawness in. in his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That line, you're in the turn lane and I'm the intersection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I thought it was, but that's another one that I'm like, oh. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I never knew he was saying, I'm the intersection. intersection. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That's so funny. I that's great. It. Dang, look at you, TJ, pulling like powering through all the punk rock fatigue and like being like track 14 that's my fave you know i know man yeah. <laughs> like, good for you. i don't know what it was something about I'm this impressed. song was like just dynamic enough in a way that separated it out to my ears from the pack i guess up until now that's good uh, you must have got you must have avoided the punk rock fatigue that i got because my note on this song is meh <laughs> uh, nice. i mean i think i had a lot of punk fatigue up till this point. So like I, I hit the, and you start coming I alive. like bottomed right. well, out. Finish lines in sight and you're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> you got your second or third wind by this right. point. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this song. But yeah, I mean, all, all the songs are short and they're all kind of the same song. So <laughs> like as we, as we like wind down towards the end of the record, I feel like there's not as much to because we've talked about the sweet sweet bass we've talked about the drums we've we've talked about the guitar like you know there there's just not as much to dig into on and a critical like lyrically level. they're all like kind of coming from like the same place it's not like oh mike yeah. is tackling this kind of topic or talking about this kind of thing in this right. song it's like it's right. kind of all like within that same world which is fine right. yeah so yeah they know what they're about i guess what i'm trying to to communicate is like to the listeners is that like for myself personally as we're getting closer to the end of the record the fact that my notes aren't as like in depth for me personally isn't because i enjoyed the second half of the album less it's just like there's not as much to necessarily like dig into well and as a counterpoint I actually was kind of a side B boy on this on this album. Really, really interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think side B overall is stronger for me personally. Is it because of like lyrical content? That or, and or, or what is it? I th- I think that and also like Chick Magnet is in side B and it's like slower and like more poppy and like you feel like there's like a little more space. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah. If they would have like peppered in like two or three of those other like mid tempo ones, that would mm-hmm. like I feel like break up the album really well. Mm-hmm. And like maybe a Which little is more. A very unpunk thing to say to a punk band. <laughs> True, <laughs> I recognize. <laughs> I noticed a little more. Maybe I maybe I made this up, but I feel like I noticed more harmonies in part in the side B. And no, I think you're right. And I, I like right. that because there's more like melodic content that 
catches my ear. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I enjoyed it. All right, guys, we got anything else on this? Tyler, you got anything else? No, that's great. Sweet. All right, track 15, Crystalina. I do love this one. I, I have a memory of being in seventh grade. There was a this punk rock drummer dude that I was just kind of acquaintances with. So I kind of like looked up to him because he was playing in bands. And we were walking from one class to another, and I heard him singing this song. Nice. And it was enough to it made me like stop because I turned around and like because all I knew that he knew was a Green Day. Like he right. was like a Green Day fanatic, and just the the fact that he knew one of my like youth group punk rock bands and knew the words. That's amazing. That was like just one of those little memories that came back through listening to this song again. And then y'all started a punk band, right? <laughs> nope, did not. Uh, that would have been cool though. That would have been a great ending. <laughs> we'll rewrite. We'll we'll put that in the in the Broadway show. Yeah, yeah. You'll be yeah. like a yeah. like a supporting character in the background. Yeah. We started this little band called All Time Low. Surprise! <laughs> That's us. That's great. That'd be a great. This twist. whole time you're just playing, <laughs> just downplaying. Like, oh yeah, just play a little bit, you know, whatever. All Time Low, boom. Yeah. I love that the twist of the show is that you're secretly All Time Low, <laughs> like of all bands. That's <laughs> so funny. I don't know. I love that. <laughs> Uh, it's the the let it happen version of this song is also a fun one to kind of go listen to it's they slow the tempo down a little bit more hmm. and the back the background vocals were were pretty different we just talked about harmonies there's a really good one right there when when they sing seeing her at yeah. the very end yeah mm-hmm. I, I love that that's a great harmony yeah super solid also that outro that atonal bass lick like how did he even come up with that that's crazy so yeah. it feels so random, but it, it was works. an accident that ended up working. <laughs> like, oh, that actually, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. Has Has anyone ever met a Crystalina? Yeah, that I know of. You have. Mm-hmm. Is it was it her? This was probably the Crystalina, the one and only the Crystalina. Yep. <laughs> I met her. We're we're best friends on Instagram. Is she from Kentucky. <laughs> Yeah. You're an all time no, her, her and I uh, started started a band called All Time Love. <laughs> what a twist! Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> I knew you that's, looked that's familiar. Tyler's band. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't know Tyler and I have been in All Time Love with Crystalina this whole time. You're the touring guitarist. <laughs> yeah, Tyler. What are your thoughts on the Life in General 2.0 compared to the original? sonically and whatnot i like it i mean this this still feels more like nostalgic to me and a little bit more put together because the the 2.0 one they did like in mike's studio so like you know if you're talking about just like mixing and mastering quality it's not sure it's not like superb but it, it was really fun to go back and hear them like play those again and like i said they, there was a couple songs where they added some harmonies in where I feel like maybe they wish they would have done that originally. Mm. I don't think one is like way better than the other, but just for the fans that have been there for so long, I thought that was really fun to do. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. And thrice, yeah. thrice just did that too with artists yeah, in the ambulance. It's it really cool. Yeah, I I really like the new the new artists in the ambulance. I like those mixes a little bit more. Just that's just where mm-hmm. ears at. Cool. All right, guys, we ready to move on to track sixteen? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Destroyed by you. This is my Blink-182 note. Those na-na-na's are totally Mark Hoppus. Yes. Like, Blink-182, na-na-na's. Mm-hmm. And more great harmonies but, on those. But this also came out before you heard Mark Hoppus doing a lot of that stuff. That's too. true. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. that's that's true. That's just my... Dude Ranch came out in, like, 97, didn't it? God, yeah, you're right. Wow, yeah. XPX Trailblazers and many the pioneers, yeah. man. There's another great... The intro has another great finger picking line. Uh, again, there's some pretty good harmonies on the outro. I made a note of that. It made mm-hmm. me think like mm-hmm. if the beach if the Beach Boys decided to play fast and had tattoos. Yes. <laughs> oh wow, yep. that's perfect. I this love could that. this could be a cut that they wanted wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, because on the other side of the like the flip side of the coin, if you slowed this song down and like that section specifically, that could be like on mm-hmm. Pet Sounds or something. This would be on. (laughs) This was on Smile, the album that never got released. There it is. (laughs) That's why, because not Smiley Smile. I can't let anyone. Not Smiley Smile. No, no, no. Smile. Get it right. Oh man! See, now I just want to hear this song as a Beach Boys. I do too. Uh Four part harmonies. (laughs) Dang it! Is this what I'm going to do with my weekend? I'm just going to have like, okay, Kylan, you have like five <laughs> things you can pick I from, from know, this episode. I know. Who's, who's going to be the tenor? Somebody needs to be bass, baritone, <sighs> tenor. It's going to be na, all you, TJ. Na, 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 na. Nobody? Na, this could <laughs> totally work. Okay. Well, I, I love try. that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I like this one a lot. It's Mike's taking that bass for a walk. It's got hooks, mm-hmm. guitar leads, na yes. harmonies. Some mm-hmm. tell like yeah. Side B? I feel You're like a, like a lot of the middle of this wrong. record kind of all blends together, and but it really kind of picks up right at the end, mm-hmm. again. Kind well, of I like feel like yeah, this is like itself. a really good second to last track. Like I feel like mm-hmm. you're like yeah, you feel like we're, we made it to the end, and like it feels good, and they're like we're we haven't just like thrown all our interesting stuff at the beginning of the record. We're gonna like save a lot of interesting stuff towards the end too. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they which did. makes sense. Like especially if they've been like touring so much like that they would kind of base their album like their track list a little bit kind of around what like a set list might look like you know what i mean yeah Um, they kind of think about their sequencing from the perspective of a live show because they like earn their stripes playing playing live probably right way more Mm -hmm. Well, guys, we got anything else? There's one more song. We have made it almost. We got anything else <laughs> yeah. before we get on to our last track? The only other note I had was just the on the fast parts. The kick pattern on that one was another pretty stellar performance by Mr. Yuri. Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah, he's killed with this whole record. Like, how Truly. does he not just like? weigh 85 pounds with zero body fat just playing the, <laughs> this like all the time and he's playing it in like in like super like sweaty venues too like yeah like, dude. i get sweaty just like hearing these drum parts mm-hmm. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Last track, track number 17, Southbound. So the biggest thing, I I quite enjoy the bookend of Southbound and Middle Name, mm-hmm. like strictly from a like a visual aesthetic place of like two words that are like that are things word. that could potentially be two words that are just one word. Middle right. Name is all one word and Southbound is all one word. I like that kind of... Uh, Yin Yang. Yes, thank yeah. you. I couldn't yeah, think of the Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. That was the only thing I had. And you, even though, <laughs> even though it's like a mid-tempo song, it still feels like it's such a good closer. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just a really strong. It's not like a ah uh, whatever. It's at the end of the album. It just feels like a really strong closing song. Yes. For sure. Especially, and it, like, yeah. I don't think it would fit anywhere else in the album either. Yeah, because yeah. like the the long the long instrumental outro. It it kind of makes me think like this is the punk rock version of a western of riding off into the sunset. Totally, yeah. Especially you know, with the that's how they close out with the lyrics like driving southbound on I five, right? That's mm-hmm. what he's talking about, and it's like the visuals are perfect as a closing anthem. Kind well, of. Yeah. and I feel like it's perfect ending your record on a song like about the road because you're like, okay, the record's done now. We're going out on tour. Like, right. so let's, yeah, the yeah. last song will be about going out on the road. Like, that's the perfect place to end the record and start the tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for the super long instrumental kind of like it's it so funny like- we keep saying words like super long and it's just once again all about context <laughs> yep because once again this yeah. whole song is like three minutes long <laughs> yep <laughs> but it feels super long compared to the like to the whole record because they like, spend more than eight bars doing something right yeah. there's like 45 seconds of instrumental <laughs> yep so indulgent <laughs> but i'll allow it yeah it's so good if though. this is super long how what do you call only in dreams by weezer is that like, is that like an eternity? It's too long. Yep. <laughs> In Callan's book, it doesn't exist. We just <laughs> recently covered Jars of Clay, their first record, and they decided mm. to end their first record. The full track is like 27 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like twenty minutes or like eighteen minutes of just people talking. String like string <laughs> players that were in rehearsal and they just let the tape run. And you hear Which conversations. Is, it's oh, absurd. Too indulgent. Too much. Is this is this the album that had flood on it? Yes. Yeah. Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't 100%. I don't remember that. I love I really liked that album as a as a young whippersnapper. Yeah. But that last track is it's absurd. I think TJ is the only one that actually sat down and listened to all. I of turned it all the way up so you could like hear the people's conversations because I just was That's like, too "This much. is insane." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have I have one last note though Please. that I really like the Ramonesy part that they do really fast at like one fifteen where yes. they kind of. Like that's, I feel like the only part that's like ah, little Ramones. That's fun, but they didn't mm-hmm. lean into it too much at all. So it's a fun little yeah. homage, yeah. and then they move on. Yeah, it's yep. a good ending track. It's great for sure. Agreed. Yes, for sure. All right, guys, we did it. 
we went it. through uh, MXPX's album Life in General. So now we're at the point where, you know, we gave our, our flopper bot predictions at the end of part A, and now we've listened to the album. So it comes down to our final verdicts, whether this album is a flop or a bop. I don't know. I, I'm going to defer to Josh on what you want the order of this to be. That's a good question. I was just thinking, I was like, man, can you imagine if like Tyler's been listening to this album for so much of his life and he's like, I just listened to it like a month ago and then like we get him on the show and then what if he's like, you know what? Like after I critically assessed it, like, <laughs> I don't know. I got to like, I'd be so sad if that ever happens on the show. Like, <laughs> I, ruin I, an I, album for someone. Yeah, I just ske- scheduled a laser tattoo removal. <laughs> Like, oh, I just, no. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I know. I'd feel so bad. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to hear, I think TJ should go last. I feel like yeah, I'm let's very have TJ interested. Go last. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where TJ is going to land. Yeah, right. So kind of, TJ is the wild card here. Let's do I'll, you and me and then Tyler and then yeah. the other one. Okay. Go me, then you, Tyler, then TJ. I love Perfect. that. Okay. Guys, this was a bop, man. This was straight up a bop for me. Uh, like I said, at a certain point, I just sort of gave in and just let let the punk beats just wash over me. It, w- it was really hard to listen to this entire album critically. It took me like I had a couple of false starts. You know mm. what I mean? Like because I did get kind of bored, like having to like engage with it to a certain extent. But when I like the other day, I just went on like a long drive and I just put this on. It's like perfect driving music. And I'm excited to much in the way I was about Super Chick. Uh, once the sun kind of comes out, I'm excited for this to be a mop bop for me uh, to open the windows, mop my house, put this record on. Uh, yeah. So this is a stone cold mop bop for me. Stone cold mop bop. I'm I like mop, it. Bop. Love that. All right. Josh, what about you? I got to go a bop on this one. So, like, I had the same kind of thing. Like, I had to listen to this album a lot because I was trying to, like, what are some good critical talking points that I can bring up with this record? Because, like, a lot of the songs are the same. A lot of, like, same sonic textures. You're not hearing a lot of, like, Tom's using a flanger on this song. Or, like, there's right. some, like, spring reverb on this part kind of thing. It's, like, all, like, the kind of the same, which makes sense. It's, like, part of the punk ethos. And you're, like... You're on your touring board. You got three pedals. You're like, this is my sound. I just kind of go for it. Well, so, you know, that's the thing. I feel like punk music is a little bit insulated against like critical thinking in that way. Does that make sense? Like it kind of like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. either here for it or you're not. Right. Because that's a valid position to have creatively. Right. Yeah. 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 Just like anything else. Yeah, nobody, nobody's really, nobody really is expecting to hear a, a phaser, you know, <laughs> right. on, a, on an album like this. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure, especially from '96 or whatever. So, I, I was a little mm-hmm. worried about it going in because I'm like, I'm not a big punk guy, and I don't know, like, didn't know how just I felt about guy. like just a little, little <laughs> punk guy, a little guy. So I was a little worried about it, but like I. So I listened to this album a lot to one critically get a lot of notes, but also like I did just enjoy it. And like a lot of the songs do run together, but like in a way that like you don't really mind. And even if you're not crazy about a song, like, Oh, it's probably just, you got another like 90 seconds and then it's over. So like it, 
you can kind of just let it wash over you and just like listen to it without like differing out like oh this is the song i really like versus this song kind of thing so i really enjoyed it and yeah i thought it i thought it sounded really good too for being like only their third record in 96 and especially like listening to teenage politics a little bit before and like oh this was a great sonic step up from that so cool very listenable very fun all right tyler what about you yeah i'm still bopping it um (laughs) surprise surprise (laughs) big big surprise there although like it was really interesting to hear your guys' take on it um how like some of the middle parts it's like i don't i don't have a ton to say here because it does get a little repetitive but you know again like if this album came out now uh i still think i'd enjoy it but it it probably wouldn't you know definitely wouldn't hit nearly as hard because it just like this album and i think even they would admit it was like the right time in the right place for sure well i mean to be fair where they were at the way albums are released now like this album just wouldn't come out now like you would have each of these songs as like a Singles. single yeah. that would be featured on TikTok over the next like six <laughs> months. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. I'm glad there's still bands that are doing albums. I For mean, sure. even, even, I mean, they, I know they're working on one that Mike has said they have their play to release it this year. So nice. nice. Awesome. You know, that'd be cool. But you know, I'm also, you guys fans of the band, the midnight, Mm-hmm. like synth wave stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's so like they're 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 doing what you just said that like almost you've heard almost the whole album by the time it's released right, and right you know there's pros and cons to both sure but yeah i i will still continue to jam this album um it's definitely like i'm very seasonal like when weather changes you know is when i put specific stuff on so Such like josh move when Man. yeah when it's like spring to like when springtime hits and you feel that like really nice weather where it's like, it feels awesome to roll the windows down, especially in Oklahoma. It's like, it's this or saves the day, stay what you are. That's those are like my, 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 the weather's just warming up or the dangerous summer's first album. That's a really good Mm. one too for, for warm weather. But yeah, it's, it's great for me. It was fun to hear you guys' take on it. That was, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, I specifically I'm, did wait to listen to this until like it was a sunny day. I'm, like, I'm not gonna listen to this when it's <laughs> cloudy out. Like, I gotta have a good yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Give of it a course, we, we've had in Oregon, we've had weirdly like the past three weeks have been like 60 and sunny. It's because of MXPX. And then this last, no, but then this last <laughs> week it started snowing again. Like, we haven't had yeah. any snow yet this year. And it's like, okay. Cool. I'm gonna listen to MXPX while it's like 30 <laughs> degrees outside. All right. <laughs> All right. TJ comes down to you. Yo. Brother. So yeah, I really I enjoyed digging into this album. Um, you know, as I mentioned in part A, going into it, obviously I'm not a not a huge like kind of OG punk guy. I have like sort of selective punk enthusiasm. For me, I think this was this was as much an opportunity for me to critically engage with an MXPX, MXPX album as it was an education in MXPX and the way they sounded at this time. So that was really fun, and I enjoyed that. That said, I got to flop this album for me personally, guys, because it just right. it just didn't resonate, didn't land. Y'all know, like, that's one of my bop criteria is, like, it needs to be kind of resonant and, like, affect me on some level yeah. where... 
it lands emotionally, intellectually, uh, musically, maybe some things that impressed me. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of musicality. Like the punk musicality is like so solid. I have intense respect for, for all these guys and what they do. And I will say that I would bop an alternative track list that is middle name, sometimes you have to ask yourself, correct me if I'm wrong, Chick Magnet. I wrote Chuck Magnet. I like so Chuck Magnet. Maybe maybe instead of Chick Magnet, let's call it Chuck Magnet. Destroyed by You and Southbound. So like a six song EP, In and Out. That thing would be what, like twelve minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd bop that. Um, a lot of those you'll yeah. notice those songs are from the side B. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I uh, like those tracks specifically. Kind of hit me in all the ways that I described wanting a bop to hit me. Yeah, I'd bop that alt track list. Um, but overall, the album, I got some serious punk fatigue. <laughs> like, I was I exhausted, that. man. That's valid. That's valid. <laughs> I had, like, drummer PTSD. I was like, I couldn't do this. This is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> that's well, fair. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's totally fair. So, so y'all can run an attack Tyler, ad on me now. Tyler, what's your, uh, what's your availability next week? You down to co-host a <laughs> podcast about... 90s and 2000s. I'm kidding. No, TJ. You gotta I totally run an get it. on me first. No, I. TJ hates I totally MXPX. Get it. <laughs> He'll never uh, listen to I, them again. I did get a little bit of punk fatigue on this record, but overall, I just decided to let it just lay down, close let my it eyes, happen. And let it wash over me, man. And to, I was here for it. To further contextualize my flop, the responsibility music video is one of my favorite music videos of all time. It is a fun one, and that song rules. So. Okay. I, I'm not a hater. I just had to flop. You're not. Out. Well, no one thinks you're a hater, man. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's all right. That's yeah. the whole point of this show, man. It's true. Sweet. Okay. I think we did it. Is there we anything else uh, oh, we want to talk about? M- MXPX. Any other uh, memories or anything? I feel like Tyler. You got to have at least one other interesting Juicy MXPX. Story. Yeah. I mean, I have. There are a lot of memories attached to this band. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, like, you know, getting tattoos with, you know, from all that. And I don't know, I'd say, you know, not long after I started at Walrus, you know, after driving down to Dallas and getting to meet up with them and like talk to them like for the first time. And, uh, you know, they let me come in and do sound checks. So I don't know if you guys have ever been to um, Trees in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of it's. Yeah. So. It was there and there's like that little like balcony up there. So I just Mm -hmm. went in and set up on the balcony and I'm just like, what is my life? This is, (laughs) I'm I'm watching them sound check and like go through like, you know, getting their tones nailed down and all that. And, and then they finished up and I went in and like, and then showed them guitar pedals for the next hour. And it's the best. And it, it was oddly enough, there were like other shows happening in deep Ellum that night. So Project 86 was playing down the street. So oh, dang. And, go. Andrew, Andrew Schwab, the singer, just like <laughs> pop, popped in to say hi. And so I met him and I was like, oh, yeah, I saw you when I was like 15. And <laughs> and then what's his name from the Rocket Summer? Bryce? Bryce, Bryce Avery. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. He, he lives in Texas, mm-hmm. so he showed up. And so – and he's also a fan of Walrus Audio, so we talked for a minute and nice. – Wow, and then crazy. slick slick shoes slick shoes opened that show as well which was another favorite of mine from back in the day so 
That was a really, really sweet moment. Yeah, that's like the perfect church jams now night out. Like <laughs> that's right? such a cross section of like all of the things that we love and places we all know and have been to a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. That's so rad. Yeah, it was it was a cool moment for sure. The very first time I ever met Mike was at when he was touring with Tumble Down. He had like a punk country like side project. Nice. It was at like a really small venue that there's not a ton of venues in Oklahoma City for like this this scene. So it was a venue that I've played at a million times. But so he's playing and my wife and I are standing at the merch table and I never get nervous talking to people like this, especially in my job now, because it's like I I recognize they're just people like we are. Right. So this is the one time I got starstruck. And I think it was because my wife like threw me off because she's like, are you going to are you going to show him your tattoo? <laughs> and, <laughs> and but she says it out loud enough to where he hears it. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, I mean, and I look at Mike and I was like, I- I'm sure you get this all the time. But yeah, I have a poke nacho on my arm. And he goes, not not that often. And, and I was like, oh, OK. And then like, and then what do you I'm say like to that? Stuttering thanks, over Mike. my words. Right. Yeah. And like he didn't say like, oh, cool or thanks or whatever. He's just like, yeah, not not that often. And he's trying and to make you like, feel well, special, man. I, right. And I was like and then after that, I like completely like stuttered over my words. I was like, I, I, I learned to play guitar with Teenage Politics um can we get a picture (laughs) (laughs) big gulps up and he was he was super chill yeah and your game i don't i don't think he remembered that yeah the next time he met you he's like yeah you're the poconacha tattoo guy (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know if he remembered it or not but it was it went a lot better the next time yeah (laughs) i'm glad you got a a chance for a do-over like that for sure right (laughs) Um, okay. Yeah. Well, at this point, I, I think we're, we're wrapping up. So Tyler, is there anything, anything you want to tell listeners to like check out online, like about yourself or, or walrus or, uh, whatever? sure. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I, I work at walrus audio. So if you play guitar uh, and you like to make your guitar sound different than it did before you did something with an effect, go there. <laughs> I, I don't currently play in any bands, but I mean, there's still music on online. I played in a po- instrumental like post-rock band called Forum. Is Forum still, are you guys still doing so? Wait, we talked about this the end of last week, right? We touched on it. Yeah, we, we might pick it back up. It's been okay. a long time. Um, our guitar player is moving back to moving Oklahoma back. later yeah, this year, right. so we might, we might pick it up. But when we were, we, we've done some stuff for Walrus, a few videos, um, even before I worked there and we got, we got, we did some licensing stuff. We had one of our songs in the Oklahoma city thunder, like finals TV commercial. Nice. That's cool. That that was really fun. So, but yeah, it's out there. If you want to hear it, check it out. If you like explosions in the sky and you know, that kind of stuff. And silly TV references as song titles. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yes yeah yeah it's yeah, always who's fun in charge when, when of people those? is that a group that effort was, or is oh, that yeah it was it was okay they're all like youtube or like memes or tv references 
for the song titles. Mm, for sure. Yeah, because we, we were talking about that before you came on la- last week because I was asking Josh, I was like, okay, because I, I came up with, with the game for last week and I didn't tell anyone what it was, but I was like, how silly do you think he can get? <laughs> and then we were talking about like stuff and I was like, oh, okay, or I, I see a Parks and Rec reference, Arrested Development, Element, yeah. Community, and then I have uh, Cosmos references. Like it was all, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I think I can do MXP sex, unfortunately <laughs> for you. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Uh, yeah. So that's super cool. Well, hey, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and bringing us this yeah. album. Yeah, man. This has been incredibly fun. I had a great time listening to this record and talking to you about it and hearing just some awesome stories about seeing mxps yeah. and listening to this record and stuff yeah this has been yeah, awesome thanks for bringing really the fun. mxp context does that work oh, that doesn't work <laughs> yeah even that's, that's better than kylan's <laughs> yeah it's true it is all right so i'm gonna say from all of us here at cjn may all your favorite bands stay together peace out mon frere <laughs> <laughs>